thousand tons of concrete were used in the construction of the Hoover Dam. Huh. From top to bottom, the dam is 51 stories. Uh, it has a maximum capacity for generating 2.074 megawatts of electricity. Really? But on the average, it generates about 25% of that. Oh, now, can anybody tell me how much energy it takes to power Las Vegas? Um, I, I just have a question. Um, is this a goddamn... <laughs> <laughs> Fly Fishing Podcast and episode. What's happening, boys? That one took the cake. <clears throat> we listened to, what, like six of them last night? You must have snuck that one in after because that was better than killing in the name of. Yes. <laughs> that was a good one. That one made me chuckle. Uh, <laughs> hey. Just last night when you guys were partying like rock stars at kids' party? Yeah, man. We have a sixth birthday party, so we got to kill it. Yeah, I had to work. <laughs> I couldn't make it. Sorry. Sorry, man. Yeah, we, we accept your excuse. Nah, don't even do that shit. There's, there's always an excuse here, man. <laughs> a lot of time that, uh, you know, you can't make shit. It, it burns you. burns you, but then you got to just make it up the next time. So gave your boy a little dap and hug and told him happy birthday. What is he, six now? Uh, Not, not quite. Uh, Better hurry up. Oh, what? we got a week? Wednesday. Wednesday. <laughs> not qu- <laughs> not quite. Up. There were There were, what, like 18 five-year-olds running around. Last night. Oh, they're <clears throat> chanting Mario? Oh, my gosh. I thought least... Jay's head was going to explode. Oh, my gosh. Half my soccer team's there. The one kid I'm, already, I'm reprimanding as soon as I get there. <laughs> I'm like, my foot's going right back in your ass. Laps. <laughs> <laughs> he looks over and he, like, sees me because he didn't even see me come in or anything. You know, he just looks over. Oh, my God. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah. He, my mom said he could beat me. Just said, get down and give me push-ups. <laughs> <laughs> Should have cornered him. <laughs> he just took him over there like, you know the rules still apply, bud. He's definitely a hellion, but yeah. It was, it was, uh, I think they were all hellions. <laughs> it was uh, it was fun for them. I mean, uh, for me, honestly, it was like the longest two and a half hours ever other than, you know, getting to talk to friends and stuff. But I didn't up. even get Jeez, to talk to you guys. No, no so you were busy, too busy, Jack. man. Okay, you go to, you you talk come to friends. You sat at that little bar stool with me for... Two hours straight. I talked to you and John Lark. That was it. <laughs> the whole time. We reminisced old times, and me and you talked about... Well, I got a message, that. and it says, I wouldn't blame you if you stopped for food and stayed home. I said, well, <laughs> I'm ten minutes away. <laughs> Sounds like fun. <laughs> <laughs> Should have went to work, Mark. Uh, Amy must have been having a rough time, too. <laughs> uh, yeah, she no, was over there with fine. me. Oh. Uh. 
But yeah, it was a good time. Uh, tonight we have a guest coming on, Mr. Scott Grassy. So Heck that's yeah. gonna see be how the steelhead season's going and get a little musky talking too. Yeah, can't wait to do that. But before we do I that, I wonder if he actually steelheads on his own time or is it all just musky on his own time? That's be a good question. There's only uh, one way to find out. Believe me, I think that what's available, if the muskie's available, yeah, he wants to do that. It's kind of like, kind of like bow hunting versus everything else. Like, ah, yeah, nah, I'm gonna go bow hunting. That depends on the time of the year too. If it's well, early and yeah. he's out scouting, then he's gonna go do that. But if not, and he knows where the fish are, heck yeah. no, he's gonna be muskie fishing. Mm-hmm. He had a good year so far too, so it'll be fun to talk to. And I got to fish with him a lot this year, so it'll be fun. But tonight's show brought to us by Predator Fly Gear. Check them out at PredatorFlyGear.com. A-Rex Hooks. Fresh and salt water now. Check them out at A-Rex-Hooks.com. Sims Fishing. Find them at SimsFishing.com. Also, check out Yeti. They got the coolest stuff out there for all your needs. Anything from a boat seat to you got a dry bag, huh? What do you got? You you got a big old cooler and... I blew up a... A cherry coke and a cooler yesterday. Ah, sounds fun. <laughs> still, still good though, right? Oh yeah, it it kept it cold. Heck yeah, check them out. <laughs> they got some sweet stuff. Always, always new stuff coming out. They got the dog bowls and they got, dude, they got everything. It's I sick. like the slate color. That was like a newer thing a few weeks back, about a month ago. Oh, I'm sure they'll have a new one soon. Dude, they got everything from. I seen what they have. The some of the stuff was limited though, like the camo and stuff. There was cool colors that came out. So I expect with the holidays them to have. A, uh, some new stuff pop up. Over the summer, I brought I bought the brick color, uh, the big half gallon like jug. That That's cool. Yeah. yeah and them it, jugs are nice. It's That's freaking durable. It rolls around in the back seat of my truck, bangs off shit. Yeah, but <laughs> the one bad part with them, like the big gallon one, if you let them sit more than four or five days and they start to swallow a little bit, oh, they're a nightmare to get that lid open. I have noticed that. Yeah, I'll have to have like my, I'll go like grab and have. Amy we got beer it. in there. It's starting to swell up. No, it's just from. Temperature and yeah. humidity. Yeah, going yeah. back and forth. Yeah. Well, it's fighting. Because I usually keep fighting it in the back seat. I throw it in the back seat of the truck. I fill it up in like every four or five days. Fill it back up again. I've also noticed you, you can't let it sit like more than six days because then you start get floaties in your water. Hmm. I've noticed that too. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> and yeah. also check out Urban Fly Company. Mark gets you some nice stuff. And uh, what you else still is available? Them? You got the tackles and... All that stuff's going on I'm still. I have a handful of hackles here left to go, so I'm going to get rid of them. So check on Instagram when I put them up, but I don't know. Probably only maybe got four or five total saddles that I need to get rid of. But other than that, hopefully another The bucktail's going to be coming in. in too. Are you guys got bucktail on there as well? To an extent. If you need something, message us and we can take it from there. Um, a lot of it's already spoken for beforehand, but. We can always make something work. Send us a message. Let us know what you're looking for and what you're trying to tie with, and we've usually got a grade available for I it. could track down, like, four deer in just a short time, no problem, if you if you need something. Are you just going <laughs> to amputate tails for us? No, <laughs> I'm going to talk them out of their tail. What are you talking about? Hey. You can't talk a lady out of her skirt. You can't talk a deer out of her tail. <laughs> <laughs> well, put it like this. Put it like this. I'm going to aim. I heard you, I heard you heard Jason's finest game. Over at the house. You want to taste my meat? <laughs> you were laying it down thick, I heard. And my wife said, no. I don't care. <laughs> she looked legal. What the fuck? You, you shoot when you can, man. It is, you, you, you did, know? She, did she have four on each side? Yeah. <laughs> Look, hey, 
I don't know if you guys ever heard this, but shoot more, shoot more often, okay? What's that, Midway? What, what do we, who, where am I getting that from? That's a pretty old old thing I used that's, to hear all the time. That's an old one. Yeah. Yeah, you're not, you know, if you if you expect to be great every time you go out, boy, I hope, I hope you are because the fighting for not being great, you know, is a struggle, whether it's, you know, being an outdoorsman, hunting, fishing, learning the, the game, it's ever-changing, you know? I always like the Wayne Gretzky saying, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Well, that's definitely true. Uh, that, that's explaining it to the losers, okay? <laughs> that used to come up in my head all the time when I was sitting on Girls Down at the Golden Bear. Yeah, because you showed up nightly to do it. You gotta <laughs> take them shots. Uh, <laughs> speaking of that party and the old times, it was funny. We were sitting around with a couple of people that we went to school with, Chad and I. Wouldn't even John call that. You mean, you mean hunting? You're hunting women? Oh, yeah. I used to do it, I was man. prowling. Uh, Praying on him. I so wasn't John, prowling. Listen to this, Jace. Listen. So John gets all these old pictures <laughs> given to him from his mom. So she brings all these old school pictures over and, you know, running through them. And uh, Jay, I'm in like half of them, you know, most of them, you know. And, no, a bunch of different girls. All kinds of different girls. And John, he was he was, he was a ladies' man. He, uh, and I mean, and his wife... Well, what, what were you with what, that? What that girl? I don't remember that girl. Or what were you with that girl? Because she went to school with us too. And man, I remember that girl. It was like I don't remember her either. <laughs> 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 oh man, his mom threw him under the bus totally. That's great though. I want to see some of the pictures sometime. I know they're telling me about them as well. At least yeah. he, like, at least you're he was, in all these. Yeah, but look, here, here's the nice thing about this for John. At least he got married, dude. Ain't no girls are shoving that shit in your face still. Thirty five, and girls are like. Well, you banged her. I'm like, I, she banged everybody. <laughs> what, what the hell? We're thirty some. Get over it. We're starting off. The Get rails on tonight. it. Whatever you want to do. We'll, we'll get to fishing later in the third in the third segment. No, we won't. That's nah. a lie. <laughs> Still only thirty five. With see, look, look like I said this earlier. What I'm thirty five with thirty four years experience. That's right. Fucking doing it, man. I was, I was in Walmart. Uh, Buying, you know, some Legos for your kid, and so I give you a headache later in life, you know, Chad? And uh, I'm sitting in the line, and the lady behind me, she goes, or the lady checking me out goes, uh, I There's wonder... no ladies checking you out, No, Jay. no, 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 che- <laughs> checking out my stuff, you know? He meant the self-checkout. <laughs> she goes, I wonder if this would be good for my, you know, my, my 12-year-old uh, nephew, and she's like, he's like 12 going on 35, and I'm like, that's funny, I'm like 35 going on 12. <laughs> <laughs> the lady back. behind me in the lines <laughs> laughing. Uh, I am. I love it. Yeah, no, I, the more I look at, you know, you wake up and sometimes you got to have that routine and it's in and out. Like, I don't really like being a grown-up, but here we are. So let's enjoy this little bit of a ride we're taking. That's right, man. Yeah, it gets monotonous sometimes. You got to uh, break it. You got to take, I was take those week. breaks, dude. You got to fish four days in a row and it's like, oh, oh I don't want to go back to work. <laughs> back to reality? Yeah. Can't figure. So you actually did get to do something cool on Wednesday night. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, Wednesday night was fun. Uh, for my birthday, which my mom had to find these tickets like almost a year ago now. Uh, I went with my mom and my sister to Elton John in Pittsburgh. That was cool. Went to, ate dinner before. Concert was really, really good. Put it that way. Uh, only like a couple intermissions. Maybe had three or so. Five minute. And other than that, it was pushing three hours total 
Holy smokes. So you're talking like you maybe were, 15 total minutes wait, he wait, didn't play. Were you Rocket Manning? Yeah, did he play like all the, he he played played all the good pre- ones? Yeah. Everything. Okay. Yep. And then a few of me sat, talked about a little bit, which was kind of neat. And I mean, it's been 50 years now for a lot of these songs. Yeah, what, the Crocodile Rock was the first one, right? His uh, first hit? Well, yeah, I believe so. That was like 69 or something like that. <laughs> you said 69. So he, I mean, just the overall voice and everything would be exactly what you'd expect. It, it hasn't just as good. Hasn't as, aged? No. Not one bit. Not one bit. First few songs that kind of started off, you're like, okay. And then they like all found it. And from that point on, the next like two hour plus was, yeah, it was pretty incredible. Good deal. That's what I should do. But but you did something equally as fun. What day did you get out and pound this fish you're, you you hooked into? That was yesterday. Four days. So you, so you had no, to fish had, three days before you could do it. I had four days or four days straight of fishing. I didn't hook a fish, see a fish. Well, I saw two that day with you. You're breaking it down to the wire. We'll probably get into what get that in a little bit later. Yeah, we can talk about our day afterwards. Sometimes you yeah. got to work for them, huh, Mark? <laughs> well, or, I mean, it was finally nice to get that front and you know that pressure system by. I was gonna say though, is maybe after intermission we come back in or something. We'll throw one of the videos up because I took a handful of videos. Come come back into one of them. There you go. There we go. But yeah, we can do that. We can come into some videos. Weird part was, though, that is the first concert I've ever been to that was sit-down. <clears throat> I saw Kenny Rogers, and that was a sit-down show. It was weird not, like, screaming the whole time. Yeah. So it was, like, just, like, Or okay. being in a mosh pit gotta, like, area. Yeah. I gotta be like cordial for this. <laughs> I didn't have zero alcohol the whole day either, too, which is extremely rare. That's weird. Yeah, my mom's like, oh, I have a couple beers before you leave. Oh, by the way, you're driving. <laughs> no, I'm not. I, a, I hate driving in traffic, so I don't want any beer. Involved. You should have said so since go, you said yeah. so, mom. Yeah. Then we go to dinner, have a couple beers. Well, no, I still got to drive through the city now. <laughs> Put a couple in the car holders. Like, yeah, mom, you said that. Big couple. <clears throat> Pittsburgh town's fun to drive through sometimes, and then sometimes it's like, eh. The tough part is I over by like the it. stadium. That's so cramped over there that it's just like. Was it where the Penguins play? Yeah. Yeah. And it's so cramped that, like, you, you just sit and wait and wait and wait and wait. It's so and easy to get out of Pittsburgh, though. Like that that's area not a bad, yeah, yeah, that's not a bad little spot. No, you, you hit that HOV right lane right there and you're yep. gone. Yeah. Like, when we went to Penn's games there, we'd always park in the back of that dirt road because you could just drive right out the backside mm-hmm. and you're right on that lane and you're out. Like, boom, quarter mile, you're out of it. So, you got some new, some new flies you're playing with. You want to talk do. about them and the uh, what you're trying to get them to do? I'm trying to get away from the fact of burying two, three flies and logs every time we go to these couple spots and swallowing that pill. So they're just quicker, easier. Same thing, just all bucktail. Reverse wound, but instead of doing like top, bottom, and splitting colors, it's just... Just spinning it around. Yep, spinning it around, go, keep a good taper to it, and a little bit of flash in it. Tails are either synthetic with... Like a yak or weave. Heads are the same. Weave or weave brushes. Mm-hmm. Or um, these ones are uh, Nightmare Musky fibers. And that Laterra's dubbing. So a couple, nice part about it is a lot of these creeks that we're going to are man, what, 30, 40 feet wide. Yeah, and you're not casting a mile. No, and they're all tree riddled. And the darker it gets, you can't see them treetops sticking up out of there. 
So you're sticking into stuff, and a lot of times you're just not getting it back. Straight down bank, four foot water, or four foot deep right off the bank, so you're not going out and getting it. So these nice thing with these flies is there's you're fishing such a small piece of water there, they're fishing right now. As soon as they hit the water, first strip, they're under, they're already moving. So you're not waiting for like a deer hair head or anything to get down in them. But these pack, um, Paterini dragon tails too, last three, four fish I've moved have been on them. That, that one you hooked yesterday. Yeah. Did it, was it on Packerine mm-hmm. tail? Yep. Definitely looks like a spinner back there. It does. Yeah. We'll get into that one because that's. We had something else happen with that fly that was pretty sweet. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, Jace, have you been fishing at all? I know you. Uh, you've been out hunting. It's November, man. I, I can't take a break for that. Well, no, I thought now, I, I thought I was. Uh, done in Pennsylvania, still still going to go in some spots of PA. Some some areas hunting all the way through to gun. But, uh, yeah, our, our Ohio season stays open, so hard at it, looking for, you know, that big buck to potentially make a mistake. I, I actually think I ran into a deer I have a little history with and seen him cross a road, which I was scared that I wounded him. and He was running know, fine? Yeah, he like, upon tracking him, I was like, he's going to make it because I've there's no way he's going to die. He would have died, you know. But uh, I was driving through the snow. We had a snowstorm the other night and seen a, like a deer's ass cross the road. So I slowed down really hard. And then I'm not far from my house, like about two minutes. And uh, boom, here he comes. And all I could see is the same thing I seen when I had the encounter with him. His right side, dark horns, a little bit high, heavy. And it is like etched in my memory, you know what I mean? And to lay eyes on him again, that I want to say I'm, eh, he can't say for sure, but all of 90 or plus percent that that's probably him, you know, for, to know he's still going sweet, to know he's still in that same area, even, even more cool. So I got another, another couple of weeks left to try at him and who knows, man, it's, it's a tough game. I think that, uh, the rut is a little weird this year. I haven't seen the chasing, but I think we're close to breeding. I don't know. I haven't, like, it might be peak breeding, close to peak breeding now because it's seeing deer. I'm just not seeing the bucks, you know, wandering like I was. So they're where hot does are. If you're in those areas, might be on. If not, you might not see a deer for days. Like, it's it's that kind of stuff. You're, you could potentially see the local deer, the... You know, those that were already bred, getting back with their fawns and young ones, because I'm, sh- I'm sure they got pushed off, or, or those that haven't been bred. It's pretty crazy, man. It's just it's trickle. Uh, even the last two years, I think. And to not see a deer, I have not personally seen. I talked to, you know, numerous hunters. I'm like, have you seen deer chasing? <laughs> you know, like a buck chasing a doe? And guys are like, no. And I'm like, pretty weird, huh? Usually... <laughs> You know, even if it's a young one, you might, but I have not seen that, dude. So it's either, you know, does are available often, which means that it's all sporadic. It's not, not a, you know, the moon got here or boom, we're in rut or everybody's in heat. No, it's, dude, I just, I don't I've know. had two hit in front of my house and watched three different does get chased. Oh, they're, mov- they're moving like crazy. It's just, behind them. it's just that I don't, I don't think that. I've been here. The, the guy at work, <clears throat> he had one in his backyard. A buck was lying at eight point, 
and was just laying there in his backyard. Bah. And this doe comes. Tired. Come, I've been beating it all doe, night. <laughs> this doe comes. Well, this doe comes out, and you know he, the deer's just sitting there sniffing with his head up in the air, and uh, he got that good whiff. So she comes by. <laughs> well, he gets up, you know, starts chasing her through the woods, and then he kind of, she kind of runs off from him and kind of loses him, and then he he. And she basically gets kicked back in the same woods she was in before. He goes right back to the same spot he was in, lays back down, puts Not his head back yet. up. <clears throat> she comes back out again, same way she came out before. Check her thing. again. Yeah, he checked her again, and then she they like actually ran off together, I guess. Oh, so, well, it, he don't want to be too far. Like that's the thing. That's why I think we're real close to peak breeding because this is just in the last week. Yeah, they're not. You know, they're not traveling that little bit wider, looking, seeking no more. They're they're where the that hot doe is, and if you get in there, heck, you could run into you know multiple bucks trying to hang around a hot doe. So, I don't know. Got to hit it on the right day. Got some, you know, good good hunting left to do, and had some awesome hunting last week. I know some guys who produced some deer in that last week of archery in PA, and. We just had supreme weather. You don't hear nobody saying nothing about, oh, it's too warm. No, it's freezing out there, dude. I've been wearing <laughs> I've been wearing a lot of clothes every time I go out, dude. It is cool. And we had some fruits of your labor just about oh, half man, an our, hour ago. Our, our breath smells like heaven or flaming yawn or, you know, sweet nectar of the gods, whatever you want to call it, man. It's good stuff because... That was some good-ass deer, man. Uh, tenderloin and loin is to die for. Chad, you did... Uh, gave the assist and put it on the on the heat but it was, yeah that came out good hope you like blood yeah man <laughs> <laughs> if, you're, if you're gonna eat it you gotta eat it rare yeah oh no that dude i like i said there's there's all kind of ways to do it and you know if you're if you're bad at it don't do it let somebody else do it and <laughs> dude that stuff just tastes so good and what else did i dropped a bag of jerky over with the kids and the that the ladies. Why would you give it to the kids, man? That's all right, man. We live, man. We we we. You don't think I got more? It's not in my back pocket. It's but like Wu-Tang's for the children. Yeah, jerky's for the children. Yeah, I'll, I'll, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> jerky for the children. That's it, dude. They like that's the man, beef man, beef. You got that beef jerky? No, no. I, I didn't even tell him it's deer, man. They want to spoil their spoil their parade. Was, oh, they don't care. They were chomping, but hey, that's what happens. It was pretty good stuff. That's like a uh, Second time I got to use it. I think uh, using the dehydrator, you make. Yeah, it in I the just oven. did that with the dehydrator. Thought about doing some on like a like an electric smoker. It's like to maybe possibly get some thicker cuts. Mm-hmm. Other than that, because you got to go pretty small unless you ever, you're doing it forever. Do you ever try the ground meat jerky? I haven't. I got like a, the kit, the gun, and all the stuff to do it, but I haven't. I know you could lay them flat in whatever an inch, probably an inch little length sticks or they have like a round nozzle it comes with i just i haven't do it i've I've ate it i've ate it but oh that's what the strips are I, like when you go to a gas station uh, it's like burger though i yeah. think it's pretty much like you're pushing drying out burger so i'm sure you could fit more uh more seasoning and flavor yeah and in. it would stick yeah and it, it would stay inside yeah. you yeah that'd be a good thing or like okay lay it out dribble your you, you can make up a marinade of some sort whether it be soy worcestershire you know what i mean some, some when stuff. i used to make jerky i mixed them soy and worcestershire. oh no i oh, do yeah. a bottle of worcestershire to maybe like two bottles of soy like no yeah. that's, a, that's a decent recipe i've done i've done stuff like that but to me i always it always seemed like we were going for days to wait we thought we were waiting with this uh I'm trying to think what brand it was i used uh the lem 
You know, I mean, that's a just a company. They make everything for wild game processing. So their jerky stuff, it's just uh, eight hours. You know, it's like a dry seasoning with a little cure packet in it. You lay the meat out after you cut it. Boom, hit it with the, you know, shake that all over it. Flip it around a couple of times. I, I just throw it in a garbage bag in a, like a big pan and boom, right in the fridge for eight hours. Maybe flop it around after four or five. You could do eight. You could do 12. I, I don't see why. Marinate it a little more. You just add a little bit of water, that seasoning, and it comes out pretty good. And it's it's two steps. You know, it's not like uh, I'm waiting four days. I'm stirring it's the meat. Set and, it and forget it. Yeah, boom, boom, and 12. I'd say max 12, depending on how you cut it. That's why I don't like to cut it too thick because you're going to go 8, 10, potentially hours. And Yeah, I did it two runs, so I did some that I kind of seasoned the outside. Yeah, after I laid it on there and some just plain. It was good, though. Hickory, I think, was the make of the flavor. You might have got to taste it. One, No, nah, I don't even think it made it that far. No, nah, I didn't even get a piece. Kids ripped it up. So, yeah, tis the season. It's good stuff. Yeah, Archery is where it's at. I don't know. I love deer hunting. It's the most fun you can have in the woods. Uh, man, and it, it sucks to turn fishing down, but, man, dude, it... But you've been doing a lot lately. Uh, a lot <laughs> my life, dude. My whole life is nothing like it. I don't, when I get a gun in my hand, I still get the same feeling, but the, the pressure, all that's still there and from the first day on. Right? Hey, well, you provided us with deer, and we made up for it by catching muskies for you. This there week. you go. You, <laughs> let, me, let me look at that picture. We, we I'll see, what that. It, see what it, <laughs> what that muskie tastes like. Uh, tasted like hunger <laughs> and glory. Tasted it like smelled C- fantastic CNR. <laughs> it smelled like an old girl that I used to pick up at the Golden Bear. Oh. De- oh, dependable! You caught her. Is that her and, and by dependable, I meant depends. And listen, she was wearing she was wearing depends on nights when there was hot chicks and your hot chicks were there. You're like, oh, I hope she doesn't show up. Yeah, I hope dependable doesn't come. I'll, I'll call her when if this doesn't pan out. If I'm like Wayne Gretzky and miss all my shots, please go wait in the corner for me. <laughs> Now, <laughs> hey, on oh that, Lord. on that, we're getting out of here. We're gonna come back with Scott Grassy, man. <laughs> Chad, the old mill hunter, and we are back with Scott Grassy from Keystone Anglers Guide Service. What's happening, Scott? Long time no talk. Uh, I know it's been a while. It's been a while. I'm uh, very happy to be invited onto the show. It's always nice talking to you guys, and look forward to it. Well, that's not nice. It's just kind of all right. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> helps pass the time. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of catching Some, up to do over the somebody, last year. Somebody had to cancel tonight for me to get the call, so <laughs> well, you're the winner. <laughs> we, we normally call on on short notice like this when uh <laughs> when we we don't have anyone booked. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> the, the important people can't make it, so Scott gets the call. <laughs> I, I'm good. I'm I'm coming off the bench. I'm ready Chad should have did it earlier. Invited you to dinner at least for the consolation prize. <laughs> Actually, Mark and I were talking last night. You need to come down and do one, like an in studio sit down with us one of these days. Hell yeah, I'd love that. I'd absolutely love it. We'll have Jason bring some more uh, backstrap. Cook it up on the oh, grill. Oh, yeah. Maybe after a good long day of floating or something, mm-hmm. like we were just talking about. That's uh, an idea there. We got we got a nice little stretch we got to hit. Go down through one of that one day, come back, eat some deer meat. Yep. Yep. I'm in. Count me in. So you're on uh, steelhead season's been in for what now? About six weeks for you. Yeah, it's been going probably about six weeks or so. We're grinding pretty hard. And it's all the way to winter steelhead. No, no more fall steelhead, right? 
Yeah, it pretty much went from fall, like early fall to winter, like immediately. So pretty wild. But I think I think there's a little warm warm spell coming through, so I'm sure it'll it'll warm things up a little bit. But I kind of like it like it being cold because it kind of keeps people you know, at bay. Fair weathered, <laughs> fair weathered fishermen away. Um, today for a Sunday, we saw some guys, but not a lot. So I think that's what's happening a little bit with the cold temp so so what is some guys and not a lot of guys because jay and i went up oh like three weeks ago and there were a lot of guys you mean <laughs> some guys right Chad? No, no there were a lot <laughs> there were some guys everywhere i know I, that's the thing and it all honestly it depends on where you're fishing i mean i i mean i've said this a thousand times i work my ass off to try to find you know areas that aren't getting pressured as much as other areas and you know just for this example this morning you know i hiked these dudes in before daybreak it's probably a little over a mile walk so you know you get them in a good spot early and normally right after daybreak you can bang some fish right off the bat and then um you know then you can go and, and move around a little bit and fish and pick fish up in little spots and pockets and stuff like that. But as far as the guys go, I mean, I think we, I ran in that mile, little over mile stretch when we were on the way out, we probably saw four or five guys, which isn't a lot. So No, that's not. All things considered. So are you fishing all public water? Yep, all public water. Yep. I, I prefer it that way, honestly, <laughs> just because it keeps me sharp. Hey, hey, I wonder if I wonder if those private water fish bite better. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) It's like uh, I I I only like hunting I only like hunting posted. (laughs) (laughs) Literally you could take a monkey out on private water, they could catch a hundred steelies without in a day easily. I mean (laughs) And you Jake could catch four. <laughs> yeah, if that. Yeah, exactly. And they're they're pretty much at this point of the year. They're the whole way up through the system now, aren't they? Oh yeah, heck yeah, they're up. That's cool. You know, so you got you got plenty of room then to work with. Did yeah, you? there's tons of room, and that's what I think. If people knew, like, and you know, moved around, like everyone seems to want to go to you know and hit the same spots and the same holes and stuff like that, but. You know, if you move and there's fish like in little nook and crannies all over the, the these cricks. I mean, just go and find them. And typically, those are the ones that are that hit right away. You know, they they haven't been pressured like the ones that are in the big runs and stuff like that. So, but yeah, they're pretty much all through the the tribs right now. So, I'm sure you're talking about the the smaller four or five fish that people walk right by and never even look at, don't know that are there. That there's plenty of spots on it, those creeks uh, for that. Yep. Yeah, that's the case. And I was going to give you an example. I, last week I had a guy and his son. Um, we fished, we hiked up in, we did our deal, and we're coming back out like late in the day. And we come down close to the parking area, and there's a big hole at this one spot. And there's probably eight, nine, ten dudes all in, you know, fishing this same hole together. And we hit this little ledge it was probably 50 yards from where they're at this kid pulled four fish out like in, in literally six cat six drifts he pulled out four fish <laughs> you know like and then one was the biggest probably the biggest fish of the season so far I, I bet it was pushing 10 pounds it was a good 
big uh, buck, but you know that's just a classic example of what I'm talking about. You know, speaking of that, are you getting many fish over ten per season, or like what's an average size steelhead? You know, last season we probably caught our clients probably caught. Um, I'm thinking. I don't know exactly, but I'm thinking four to five fish that were right in that 10 pound range. I mean, t- most of them are, you know, good size or like eight, nine ish, you know, average is probably six to eight pound, you know, but it's just, I mean, there's big fish around. You just have to put the time in and, you know, and See, find are it. You, <laughs> are you getting many of the brown colored bycatches? We got one so far. A young lady caught it last week. Nice big. I mean, twenty, probably twenty-five ish. Nice. Big female. She was taking pictures, and those eggs were just spewing right out of her. (laughs) (laughs) So I know there had to be a male somewhere around there. She was that right, you know. But we couldn't, we couldn't find a male. So. So you run an egg sacks, and uh, you know. Bigger egg beads and what? No, what? What, are, what? What is everybody using out there? What are you using? Well, we're we're strictly flies, so and I don't use beads, so we're we're doing all like ecstasy eggs and like nuke eggs and. Um, Gotta have the yarnies, right? Blood so, dots, things so like it that. It all depends. They were really hot on the egg bite there for a while, and it kind of dried up a little bit on the eggs. So we. We switched over to doing white. We've been catching a lot on white deaths, trailed off an egg. Um, that was pretty hot today with all the bites we got. So Under an Indy? Look yeah. At- yep. Yeah, we use an indicator and just drift them. And you know, I put a pretty long tag off of the egg with that white death. So when it's trailing, it's just you know coming, fluttering in that current, and they just whack the crap out of it. Um, we've had last week, I had a guy tear some up on, um, a white streamer. We were just working pocket waters and little seams and stuff like that. And he did real well with the streamer bite, which before that he said he never caught a fish on a streamer. So he had, he had an absolute blast. So, so he got broke in the right way. Stroke oh, of he, genius he just, then, I think. He just raved about it. So That sounds fun. Yeah, it some a blast. of those. It I mean, it's a thrill for me watching people enjoy that, you know, like, that's why I do what I do. It's, it's about the client. It isn't about me. I mean, it's just, I just vibe off of that, you know? So you said you don't use beads at all? No, I'm not a big fan of beads. Is there a reason why? Do you just not think it's fly fishing or they're plastic? It's not a, it's just a personal thing for me. I just I don't know. I just don't like dicking around with beads, and it's not a fly to me, so I just don't mess around with them. Like we catch enough fish on the stuff we're using, so I don't really need to. Why reinvent the wheel, right? It ain't broken. Fix it. Yeah, I'm a simple dude, man. (laughs) Mark will tell you, like my musky flies, I'm like very dead set on my couple colors, and that's what I grind on all the time. Yeah, I got a yard sale up front, and you barely got two flies laying beside you. Mark switches literally every five minutes, and I'm like the same two flies all day. Like I just I'm simple, and I like to keep things simple. And it goes back to probably my mentality. I'm just a simple dude. So. I I don't totally want to get on musky fishing just yet, but yeah. But you let Mark borrow a fly for the beast, and I try casting it. And by <laughs> by tried casting, it, I mean I 
didn't effectively do it very well. <laughs> I heard you said it was pretty heavy, huh? Yeah, that's a uh, that's not like uh, you need a next cannon stick for that. Dude, thing. that's that's it like literally nothing. that's why my damn uh, shoulder needs surgery to be repaired. Throwing these big slides. <laughs> I mean, it's not right. easy. It, Thanks, it's Tony. Not, <laughs> What's crazy is when Mark and I fish, I'll throw a Buford on him. Like I won't even feel it. I'm like, what the hell? This doesn't even feel like musky fishing to me. <laughs> it's like a size 16 parachute Adams. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, muskies not, come up and sip it. Those things are heavy as hell. But I'll be straight up. Mark's got me. You know, I opened my eyes up to the whole Buford thing. He he's got me a believer in that. So I think. You know, we talked about it so many times how, you know, each fly has its own purpose. And if you limit yourself on, you know, one, only using one specific type of fly, you're really doing yourself a disservice uh, as far as yeah. catching them fish because, you know. He, there's a, there's he has, a time and place for all of it. Exactly. You got yeah. to. And that means you guys got to open your mind to those changes sometimes. Yeah. And, you know, like the section like we've been fishing lately. I haven't taken the box of Bufords out in over a month now. I mean, really? it's, just, it's not feasible to fish them there, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. where I think, yeah, them changers would work really well in there, too. I just, well, oh, I just man. think that just lose too many out. flies in there. I don't know yeah. that I can fork out that much time or that much money to toss it in a tree. I keep changers <laughs> to look at. I don't even fish them. I well, that's, I, I just that's keep... why I use that leader system that I have with that 80 pound fluoro. I don't have that break weight, so I just. Rip if it I get, back. If I get in there, it, I'm going to bend the hooks, but I'm getting my fly back. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be able to hang that fly on a wall, if nothing else. Well, I just re-bend the hooks back. I mean, I have, you know, most of my flies I get hung up all the time, and, you know, most of them I get out, you know, but there's sometimes I got to, you know, pull on them, and it, it'll bend the hook a little bit, and I just have to re-bend it back. So. Oh, I decorated a few trees for Christmas this week. Oh, yeah. There's one I know. Be low water next year, and your shit'll be hanging out. Oh, and there's a big dragon tail chartreuse too on a double, just hanging there, dangling. Are you one. serious? Yeah. In the air. I, oh yeah, ah. it's about a foot and a half off the water. It was like one of them deals where you know it hits and you see it, and you yeah. give it, you give it a little flip, and it spins itself around, and it shoots up, and it went hook point down in the log right above it, and just stuck oh, right there. God. That one you lost with me, I saw that last week, and I I saw it fluttering in the wind. I'm like, what the heck is that thing? It looked like one of those. <laughs> oh little, yeah. It, it looked like one of those little pinwheel things. I'm like, I thought maybe someone was duck hunting, and it was a, one of those duck decoys with the spinning <laughs> emoji. I'm like looking. I'm like, oh my god, no. that's Mark. That, that's that black and white crappie one that I lost that fish on. Dude. I literally went chest deep trying to get that fly out because I wanted it. <laughs> I could not get it. It was just too deep. <laughs> okay, so since we're talking different fly, sty or, uh, fly styles and fly patterns, and you mentioned different yep. style of eggs while you're steelhead fishing, is there a different time and place for the different like nuke eggs that you tie or different styles? or? Honestly, no. Like I, I, like I said, I'm simple. I have my like a wide range of colors, you know, and depending on the water clarity, you know, if it's clear water, I'm using like more natural, like lighter colors, like, you know, like your tannish and like, you know, light ones. And then the more stained up the water, then I'm moving towards chartreuse and, you know, bright green colors. And that seems to work really well for, for me. So, but yeah, I mean, that, that, the eggs 
the water clarity really dictates what colors I use. So, do you ever get into throwing like uh, any even nymph patterns or anything like that? Or are you just like you said, you're just really simple. I always yeah, I was, like, I, even yeah, a chicken we little. caught fish yesterday. As a matter of fact, you know the the bite shut off for a little bit, so I had to I had to go with some nat- natural patterns, and um, we caught some. I don't. I mean, they're just basically just kind of random nymphs. There's really no, you know, name for them. <laughs> they're kind of like, just like like a mayfly type deal. An inland and, trout would turn its nose up at it, but the, the Lakers love them. Exactly, yeah. I just, I mean, I tell the, my clients all the time, like, don't worry about catching a fish. Worry about making a perfect drift. And I think that's the case a lot of times, you know what I mean? Like these fish... You know, you, you're making a bunch of, you know, drifts through them and there's not, might not be perfect, you know, so they get shut off a little bit, you know, especially seeing eggs and stuff like that. And then you put like a little natural on there and you get a good drift and they normally will whack the crap out of it. So, so now let's say you got some, I guess, newer guys, you got people coming in, you're, you're fishing. Do you always set them up? Do you always fish tandem or? Typically, you... yeah, I'm always running tandems unless the water gets a little too high and fast. And then I'll um, I'll do like a drop shot because I'll have to start using a little bit of weight to get down. But for the most part, these these flows the way they are, I can do like a, a check nymphing style um, with an anchor fly, and then I'll I'll tag off another you know pattern up above it, um, and I'll be able to you know to get down and cover cover the bottom pretty well with that but if it's high and fast and stuff then we'll go to a drop shot and then we'll use just one fly off a tag up above some weight so so jay and i went steelhead fishing a couple weeks ago like i said i tried drop shotting and i had two hooks uh hanging off my leader yeah yeah that's the best way to get a hook buried in your jacket (laughs) (laughs) i still have a sucker spawn in my in my flannel shirt yeah absolutely (laughs) i was like this is stupid i'm done so let's go home and drink beers do you can't get wrong with drinking some beers this might be asking much but do you have a a super quick tip for possibly tying that extension off for that second fly yeah i just do a triple surgeon's knot about usually about a foot up and I'll just leave, cut one of the tags off and leave the other one, you know, and that way it's independent from your main leader. So when that thing's floating down through the current, it has its own direction. Yep. Gotcha. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It's a little more natural presentation. Like my system's more of like a little bit of a hybrid from the check nymphing and the regular indicator fishing, you know? So I I think there's, you know, obviously check nymphing is, top of the line and those guys catch tons of fish that way but i can't have new people they're just learning how to fish you know fly fish i can't have them check nymphing so the indicator works well with that but i use some of the check nymphing uh, principles you know for my system and it works really well i mean it's proofs in the pudding these you take someone that's never touched a fly rod and they're you know banging four and five steelhead in the day <laughs> It seems like you get a pretty decent mix of experience levels too. Um, I'll tell you what, man. I I don't know if you guys see the the Instagram and the Facebook page, but most of the people that I've been taking out you got a lot of newbies are, lately. 
tons of new people that never been up here before, which is awesome because it's, cool. it's growing the sport, you know what I mean? And it's, it's generating income to the Erie community, which, you know, Erie needs. So, so, so do you take yeah. people and say, Hey, you can catch fish all over the system with this same technique? Do you tell them that? Like, is that like a gift to give them as they go? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my goal as a guide is to make that person able to do this on their own without me. You know what I mean? Like, if you're not doing that for your client, you're a dick, basically. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, I, I've I've taken guys fishing, and they they think like oh, this is it right there, that spot. You know what I mean? I'm like, nah, dude, this is steelhead. This is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, take this stuff all over the place. You could do what you want to do. Yeah, you, you, yeah. I mean, some people that that's what they think, but they need to also understand where we're fishing at that moment. Tomorrow, those fish could not be there. You know what I mean? Like, and I tell them that, you know, a lot of times I, I try to educate them on how the fish move and, you know what I mean? And how they're there one day and not the next. And, Water but, being where it's at, they're going to follow it and things like that. Yeah, the, the little exactly, stuff. Exactly, yeah. Gotcha. With, yep. with that being said, have you ever taken a guy fishing and then later that week go back to the same hole and have him be there? Uh, I had a couple weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, he wasn't there, but he was texting me trying, you know, trying to get coordinates to the spot. But, you know, it, and that, and, should have sent him to Taco Bell. Like, I'm trying, like, if I try to explain to them if it was them that I was taking and there was another person in that spot, you know what I mean? But I honestly, there's so many spots that it doesn't really matter, honestly. Go fill up one of the parking lots with all kinds of other people and go find a spot. Yeah, I mean, and and if someone's in that spot, like, uh, there's just, the trick is the getting to a good area and getting there early and get your clients on fish like right off the bat you know and once you get some fish under your belt then you can move around and do some learning yeah yeah it just takes the stress off of them they they feel confident that you know they landed a fish so you know let's go rock and roll and go see some other parts of you know a lake erie trip and see some different scenery and learn some other you know, techniques such as throwing streamers and stuff like that. You know, I don't like taking someone to a spot and just sitting there all day. That's not, that's not the experience I'm trying to sell. You know, I'm trying to ex- sell this whole package, you know what I mean? So speaking of spot hopping, will, will you Creek jump or are you? Oh yeah. Christ. I've state jumped. Okay. <laughs> I literally, I mean, it all depends how that, you know, I take someone, you know, to a PA trip and let's say it's packed and we're like bouncing around. I might be like, Hey, you want to get a one day license? We'll run to Ohio or New York. And, you know, if they're game, we're rolling, you know, we're, we're going to find fish one way or another. So the more flexible the client and the more, you know, desire they have to, to go in where we need to go, the more percentage of a that they're going to have a catching some fish. So, but typically, I mean, I haven't had to, the fishing's been so good in PA right now that, you know, I really haven't had to leave. So that said, are the clients riding with you or you, you guys have a care, yeah, caravan? Well, it all depends. If we get them to stay here to steelhead in and they're staying overnight, they'll jump in with me and we'll rock from, from here. If they're staying in another motel, then we normally, 
you know, and some people drive in for the day, so we'll just meet at the location. And sometimes it's nice to have two vehicles because then you can park one and fish to the other one. See, I've never done that walking and wading. That that would be a key. We've done it floating all the time, but walking yeah. walk and wade, we don't get to do that. Or I don't think about it as much. Well, you never fish the water as hard when you come back. Exactly. You know, or you're running out of time, or what? It's always something. It it is. Yeah. You got hot we dogs did. in the truck. You're trying to get back. Worried to. about stuff. Yeah. No, it's true, man. You, we did that yesterday after in the afternoon. We did the old park two vehicle deal, and we ended up the first stretch. We had to walk. Uh, I'm thinking close to a mile just to get away, just to find any water that didn't have someone in it. So. <laughs> But that's that's the risk you take doing that, you know what I mean? You that's might end up just walking fishing. the whole time and not, you know. But So how is it up in Erie on, on weekdays now, this time of year? Uh, honestly, weekday, I I feel that the pressure this year is, le- is less than it, what it's been. Some people are saying it's the opposite, but at least the places that I've been fishing, I mean, you'll, you're always going to have people around, you know. But um, I think this year, the pressure in the areas that I've been going hasn't been nearly what it is in years past. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's just one of them deals. Oh, I, I, I know it could be busy on a weekday and, you know, busy on a weekend. It's all when, when somebody calls off work. It, well, there's yeah, no rhyme or reason. When that thing. flow spikes, people come, you know. You guys ever hear the best time to go to Erie is on the first day of rifle season? Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. That, that is the biggest crock of crap. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> been telling everybody though for twenty years. So yeah. Well, that's it. Yeah. Last year there wasn't a parking lot you could get pulled into on on Elk Creek. Let's put it, you know, just to name that creek. There wasn't one park. I I drove through all of them. They were packed. Well, I tell you what, the Ohio side after one o'clock on Browns games, they clear <laughs> they clear out too. Really? Oh yeah, I've seen them clear on you know by two two thirty. Oh, you know, yeah, man, we're getting ready to go bludgeon some people. If there's Buckeyes on, dude, no, you got the whole <laughs> thing to yourself, man. It's yeah. I swear to it, like it don't matter if it's early run Skamanias that will rip your whole line up. They don't they they leave. They they don't care. <laughs> Well, I took a guy the other day, and, I, and again, I, I can't remember the exact day, but it was a weekday, and it was the day it snowed pretty good up here, and we went, we got into a place at daybreak, I didn't see another guy until probably 10, and that was the only guy that we saw that morning, so, but, pretty, pretty you good know, day. I've been, I've had people out during the week on other weeks, and there's been people everywhere, I don't, you know, there's really no rhyme or reason. It's all just a crapshoot, right? It's a crapshoot, man. You gotta, you gotta adapt and overcome and, and handle the pressure. You know that's part of that's, what I was saying. How it keeps you sharp and keeps you as a guide. You have to overcome that crap. You know, like that's why people hire you, right? I I don't know about that, but I just I just know if I have a client with me, you know, you got to get them on fish one way or another, and you have to get creative and you have to work hard and work your ass off. And, you know, sometimes that means walking seven or eight miles, you know, like it's just part of the business, you know? So out outside of, I guess, guiding, this is just a quick question. Yeah. You've fished up there many a years, right? Still had fished? Yep. 
Yep. Uh, has have you seen the fishing like move around like better runs in different areas versus you know the consistency? Because I know it's pretty consistent on some of those trips, but over time, have you seen that not be the you know the key? The I key think there it honestly feels like there's less numbers recently in the last I don't know ten years. I remember when I first started, I was in my early twenties and I was coming up here, and you just see those fish just running like. It, you know, but I can't remember the exact conditions for those times. It could have been like a perfect storm, you know what I mean? Per water ride, you know, like there's lots of variables that, you know, makes for seeing lots of fish. So, I mean, but to me, it just seems like there's a little less numbers, but there's still enough fish, you know, that if you know what you're doing, you can get people on them and, and catch them and get, you know, these fish with these clients, you know, you, <laughs> you only see a couple fish that they actually land, but they, they're hooking up like with, with lots. There's a learning curve there with trying to land these things. You know, it's, you know, you get them and most of the time they're hot in the pants. As soon as you set the hook, they're taking off like a bat out of hell, you know, so you're losing, they're losing a lot more fish than they're landing. But if you can land one or two fish, that's a hugely successful day for someone that's never done this before, you know? So I think there's lot, there's still good numbers of fish. I just think over the years, it might be going down a little bit. I don't know, you know, there's other people that know more about the statistics and stuff like that than I do. I just, I just, I can't, you know, it doesn't affect me one way or another. I just have to keep grinding hard and getting, you know, fishing yeah, I, regardless of the numbers. So. I was saying maybe like, you know, region-wise, like, these trips produce better in years versus, you like know, the west, east side, side east side. Yeah, things like that. Like, it, it changes. I, <laughs> I don't know, man. I I get my my favorite trips that I fish quite often, you know, and everyone knows I, elk. I love elk just because, you know, I'm pretty, pretty consistent. With it. it's, it's a consistent run. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, like, I last year I fished you know, the east side a little bit more just because I felt in my scout and preseason scout and like in that early in mid September, there was a little more fish over there. So I got it over there quite a bit more. And then I'd get back over to the west side. And, you know, the year before that, I was in western New York a lot, you know, almost exclusively I was fishing over there just because there's a little less pressure and you can get away from the crowds a little bit more. And there was a lot more fish. But, um, the next year i tried to do the same thing over there and there wasn't the numbers so yeah i mean i get what you're saying it's just one of them deals that you figure that out in your scouting you know and that's what's nice about having mike and anthony you know we work together as a team those guys were over in ohio today you know kind of sacrificing areas that they knew they could go catch fish to go scout water that you know we weren't sure of so, you know, they go over there and find a bunch of fish in Ohio. Guess what? I'm going to be in Ohio tomorrow morning with my two clients that are going, you know, like that's part of having a team. And that's, you know, it takes a team to make this work, you know. And your team's three deep? Yeah, we're three deep, man. I don't, you know, some, uh, I might end up having to team up with some other people. We had, uh, you guys know Joe Clark at all? He, him and Josh Miller you guys familiar with Josh Miller? No, I'm not. That's the trout fishing. Yeah, those guys are awesome. They're competitive trout dudes. I I um, had Joe help last week. We had um, 
Project Healing Waters guys from down in Pittsburgh. Yeah. We had a big group, so he came up and helped uh, him and Mike guided those guys. And then Anthony and I went and we had a big group that we were guiding. So, yeah, it seems like the, the growth of our, our business, we might end up having to add some people and, you know, I'm the only one that can really guide during the week for the most part. Anthony can a little bit with prior notice. So, and Mike's exclusively on the weekend. So that kind of limits, you know, so he gets so. all the best conditions. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he, he must know how to handle the pressure, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, we heard- might, you know, it, it, it's a good thing because it's showing that we're growing and we're getting more business. And, you know, I, I have to, you know, I have a, two really good clients that need to fish on the same December Friday of all days. And I have to pick one and I have to give Anthony one, you know, as much as I want to take both of them, you know, I can't. So that's a, that's a good thing to have, you know, when you're having to get those guys involved a lot more. And You can't so. tell anybody no. No, absolutely not. We're taking everyone, you know, anyone who wants to go, we're taking, so... Now, have you heard the um, small populations getting hammered with the, you know, how big the walleye population is right now? Yeah, is that having a part, maybe with the run numbers over the years, you know, diminishing from, you know, possibly from the walleye setting up outside of Creek Mouth? Absolutely, I believe that that could be some of what's going on. I mean, the walleye population's booming. I mean, I don't know what the right answer is I mean, with stocking. Yeah, it could be coincidence, but the correlation is it's all there oh, in the numbers. There's absolutely i firmly believe that and i've i've talked to walleye dudes that you know clean fish that had smolts stuffed into their belly so it's going it's happening i don't you know i don't have all the answers on how to counteract that i mean they have to put smolts in when they do you can't stop the walleyes (laughs) i just think that now with the boom like it is there's there's more local fish so you know if there's a there's a hungry pack of fish waiting outside of Walnut Creek, absolutely put the absolutely. hammer down every single night until there there's none left. You know, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Walleye are a vicious fish, man. They're they're a top predator. They they will eat and eat and eat. So, and those those smolts are like the perfect size for them. So. You're, hey, you're lucky they don't run in the fall up there. Holy <laughs> shit, dude! You, you never get a spot. You thought it was bad oh, now. You ever been to Maumee, yeah, bud? Yeah. You ever heard of the Maumee? Oh, my God. Maumee <laughs> River. It looks like it looks like elk just times like 100. At yeah. Least, yeah. At least. That's elk and Bird's Dam put together with Pulaski. Times 50. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Scott, so, you were talking about your business growing and being uh, busier. Do you find that social media is having an effect on that? Because you're... I think you're doing it right. You're not posting 15 times a day. You're posting like just the right amount to be like in the top of your feed. You know what I mean? Or the yeah. Top of our well, feed. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I just, I'm not an over poster. I don't, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't know. I put, as far as the Keystone Anglers goes, I, I post my clients as they come. You know what I mean? It might be a day or so lagging that, but, um, it's just because I'm too busy and, it, and I don't have the time at that moment to post their, their stuff. But me personally, I'm not an over poster. I just don't, I, I just don't, 
I don't know. I just don't like over posting. I just post as I, you know, occasionally just to keep my, my presence going. And, you know, I think the, the stories are on Instagram are kind of going, you know, they're kind of forcing you to have to go in that direction that for anyone to really recognize your stuff anymore because uh, the algorithms and stuff like that. So I'm not going to, I'm definitely not going to get into paying Instagram for advertising. No, absolutely not. So, it's what not do you mean? You already you already got people who advertise for you. They're like, "Oh, look at this monster! This the Keystone Angler sir caught over here." Yeah, Our buddy well, that's Tony, important. You know, you got the right flies and the right hands, and and you got to. Do you know how many people see that? Yeah, well, that's the that's the thing is having successful clients is what other possible clients want to see they don't want to see me catching fit you oh, know, I, they hear want you. To... I hear you there but to you get know, your, to get on the radar but then they hit that button and it, it shows you doing your thing yeah yeah i mean i yeah i mean who knows i'm not i'm just not a, i don't know i'm not a techie dude i'm <laughs> or, i like posting my clients pictures because they worked really hard to get to that point to have you know be recognized for what they did you know what I mean? And that's a big moment for them. It's their first, most of them, it's their first steelhead or it's their first multi steelhead day. And I'm happy for them. And I want to, you know, I want to show everyone their stuff, you know, if that gets me more business and, you know, awesome, you know, but I don't know. So now, now you got to guide someone to a steelhead and a muskie in the day. Oh, it's going to be Mark. That's you. Let's do it. Hell yeah, you'd have to guide Mark to catch a damn steelhead, that's for sure. Yeah, good luck getting me on a steelhead creek, though. <laughs> you'd love it, man. You'd love it. So, speaking of the uh, the client's pictures, are you lugging around a camera? Because your pictures are, are pretty good. No, I just use my phone. It's oh. an iPhone 7, 7 Plus. But you just do that portrait mode. It's a phone that's a camera, you mean? Yeah, it's, it's just my phone. It takes pictures. Yeah, you um, got to waterlog it, what, five times to get them to take them that good, huh? <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah. It's it's one of them. It has that portrait mode, so it's kind of idiot-proof. So it, it tells you if you're too far away or if you're too close, and once you get into that happy medium, it takes, like, the perfect picture. So Yeah, you, I've always noticed you had the, the nice bokeh in the background. Background's all blurry, yeah. so I was like, ah, hey. is it a good phone or is it just a, a camera picture? <laughs> yep, it's just my phone. I know you are talking about uh, your client base growing. Do you find clients coming from, you know, out of state a lot, or, do you, you know, is it a lot of PA people? Um, it's... That's a good mix of both. I, I I get a lot from down south because they really don't have any decent fishing, you know, cold water fishing down in some of those areas. I'm talking Virginia, Maryland, you know, down that way. And I took a guy a couple weeks ago. Now, he lives in the States now, but he was actually born and raised in Israel. So we're, we're officially counting him as our farthest away client that traveled to <laughs> and, and that was with his approval he said i could say that so. <laughs> loopholes so, is, so i got people coming from israel to fish with me <laughs> <laughs> tell him uh, you're, you're fishing the holy waters i took a dude last week he was from arizona i took a few people from arizona how'd they like the cold weather uh he, well he was born in pa but he he moved out there after college but he 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 wanted that whole 
vibe, you know what I mean? He he was like all about it. And the day he it snowed, he's like, I'm so excited. I just want to catch one fish in the, and have a snow picture, you know. So it was part way through that morning, and we got his. He caught a couple of nice fish, got pictures, and he's like, All right, I've had enough of this cold. You guys, I'm done. I'm done for today. Because I got my money's worth with you. The, the nostalgia right, but, of them creeks in the winter, you know, with the snow. It, I mean, I even miss it. It's been a few years, and I still think back. Mm-hmm. And just you know, I standing in there, how pretty it is looking around. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. some of the best fishing, honestly, is when there's a freaking blizzard up here. Heck yeah! You know, you get if you can get out on the water, you usually don't see anyone, and it's normally pretty damn good fishing on those type of days. So. Yeah, if you're from Arizona, you don't get to like stand in front of big icicles hanging off of no, the other side no, he, with a steely wanted, you know he he's like that day he's like i'm so i, I i'm glad i got to experience this cold he goes but i want my 80 degree weather <laughs> <laughs> one more thing before we uh totally switch over to musky fishing do yeah. you do you get into any of the uh the spring run smallmouth oh absolutely there's a, a freaking blast, and I can't. I told Mark last year you got to come up and do it. It is, it is. I'm riding blast. up with him if he does. Don't worry, I tell, I <laughs> yeah. tell him, I tell these guys every year. And they're, listen, they're lit, man. There's normally not anyone else fishing. Like, yeah, I'm gonna make know, a fact of making sure to get up there to do that this year. Ho- and hopefully, me saying this isn't gonna have a make a big influx of smallmouth spring fishermen coming in. But <laughs> don't worry, only ten people are listening. one just tuned out (laughs) one just left yeah so but yeah they they're a blast man you guys gotta come up and do it is that like normal like how we would fish for smallmouth walking down the creek throwing clousers and if you want throwing clousers bunny leeches just hitting like little trout fishing like stock trout fishing that's all it it is and normally in the you get into like a little you know some of these cuts and stuff like that normally there'd be a couple of them you know in that same cut because they're all utilizing the same water you know what i mean they they i mean you get a picture of these fish coming and it's the same with the steelhead they're coming out of that lake in that deep water and they're coming into these shallower streams so it's kind of like a sensory overload for them they can't they don't like to be out in that bright stuff so they're always looking for dark bottoms and dark deep dungy little spots and you know typically if they're running pretty good you'll catch multiple fish out of the same dungy little spots huh that does sound like fun yeah i'm definitely coming up i'm daydreaming over here about that (laughs) i'm just thinking i'm thinking of that little like shale slate there with that dark spot and just exactly mm -hmm. exactly i got a couple little honey holes i'll take you guys to oh we're gonna hold you to that Hold me to it. <laughs> and uh, I'll make sure Mark cooks us lunch. I try to do yes, that's a necessity. If Mark don't bring his grill and Mark don't get the fish. No fishing. <laughs> <laughs> he just has to I watch like us. Yeah. Listen, listen. I try to drag people up there to do stuff like that, the spring smally stuff all the time, but I don't like riding by myself, so I never I never get to go. Maybe once or Dude, twice. Dude, I'm normally up here all spring. I, oh, I, that's where I, it's at. I, you know, I would say I do it in that state, but there's a, you know, there's a lot of places to do it every. Yeah. It's like a, you know, I, I don't know. It's a run of pigs. You could catch a football. It is. You could catch a football, no doubt about it. I go over honestly. The I start hitting Ohio up in the spring more 
in the PA waters just because you'll get those uh, spring run steelhead with the smallmouth. And I guided a few people over there in the spring that had, you know, the multi-species days. And, and like that is, that's a special time because you don't know what you're catching sometimes, you know, could be a big ass sucker. Oh, a, a big sucker. How, how big is a big sucker? Like 14, 11? They're big, man. Wow. Check, check her Instagram. I took, I think there was four kids I took out in the spring and, you know, with kids, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta kind of adapt your strategy because them being stealthy isn't part of the equation and trying to sneak up in the on spooky uh, small mouth. So we had to alter our plan and I got them on these big suckers and I'm telling you, they had the time of their lives. They, <laughs> fish just freaking fight so hard. And those suckers and are pretty. You learn Dude, how to fight a fish. Streamers too. Like yeah, they I was say, no, speaking of, what's up with that? How big was that one you caught on that musky fly? It was big. I <laughs> it was so cold that day that I, I I didn't. I just wanted to get a quick pick. I didn't measure it or anything, but it was a big fish. I thought it was a musky at first. But that was <laughs> bait hitting bait. Yeah, bait hitting. Yeah, it was crazy. He hit that. Hit. I caught another one. The next day, I caught it on one of Tony's flies, but it was, and, and those flies aren't dredging the bottom, but that, the, the one I caught on Tony's fly, the hook was kind of outside of its mouth, so I didn't take a picture of it because I wasn't sure if it was a, you know, legal catch or not, but, you know, the more I'm thinking of it, those flies aren't dredging the bottom, you know what I mean? It had to be up off the bottom, so that sucker, <laughs> I think what it did is it tried to hit the fly. And just you know, the hook caught him on the outside of the mouth. But mm-hmm. they're crazy, man. They're, I'm, I'm just, dude. They bite. Love for those they things. bite everything, man. If it's yeah. moving down there, they're probably going to pick up on it. Well, up on the Allegheny, um, the Upper Allegheny, a couple years ago when I was musky fishing, I had a uh, a big one come out, and it looked like a damn um, where there's. Uh, GTs, giant trevallis. <laughs> it literally chased my fly down to the boat, and right at the last second, just turned away from it. I mean, it was it was insane. It looked like a giant trevally. I've never heard anyone compare a sucker to a GT. Listen, it was huge. Fresh water, it was gigantic, fresh water. and it was shaped kind of like that too. <laughs> That's cool, man. That's so speaking yeah. of multi-species day, you've had a couple this, uh, or you had at least one this fall. Two. Two? Two. Nobody's counting. The musky and the steelhead? <laughs> yeah, that, those are the days I was talking about. Yeah, I had two like that. Uh, the one I caught, uh, a musky and then a steelhead, and then I had to outdo myself, and I did two musky and two steelhead the same go. day. But who's counting, right? Nobody. Me, because that's <laughs> not an easy thing to do. Him and I am. <laughs> and the thing is, I left that day that I caught the two muskies. I had like probably four four hours left of daylight and i left right in the middle of the damn major to run to erie to catch the two <laughs> so I, I literally probably could have caught another one or two muskies I think. you could have caught your 50 that day i i honestly was kicking myself in the ass when i went to erie because it was crowded as hell and i was like what the hell did i leave for <laughs> I don't know. I just saw an opportunity to do the two and two, and I thought it would be really cool because when I did the one, the one and one, 
you know, I had some other dudes saying, oh, so-and-so did that before. It's not a big deal. So in my back of my head, I'm like, all right, mother effer, you want, I'm going to do, I'm going to do two and two. How about that? So, so you had that in mind when you set out. Always got a best son, so. Not when, no, I had it when I caught my second mosque. I'm like, you know what? Here's my chance to run the earring. You know, and of course. Until this some, guy eat it. Some dude, like when I did the two and two. Oh, so-and-so did that too. I'm like. So now I'm going to have to do three and three. 80, you're going to be up to I 80 and 80. I will eventually do it to where nobody can say that so-and-so did it. So. There you go. You got to do it in the spring so you can get two musky, two steelhead, and two smallmouth. I like that. I yeah. like it. That's a lot of... Yeah, that's... Shit, that'd be easy, right? That's yeah. too easy. You're talking about... Yeah, the smallmouth are the hard in part. In the spring? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not like I'm fishing the same waters either. There's, you know, travel time involved in doing this. And so it, it was just, I mean. That's the dumbest part about fishing, riding in a car. <laughs> exactly. That's why I think I'm so fat from all the car traveling. I always eat gas station food. <laughs> I'm up in guide. Don't for, blame uh, it on the 65 beers. <laughs> Yeah, Chad. Chad, he's gonna blame it on the on 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 the food. Yeah. So, so you get a lot of country fare, bud. Uh, you, I try not to eat that crap. I mean, oh, okay. I mean, just just because of location stop and you gotta I, you I'm gotta not feed a big people. Fair guy. There I'm you a, go. I'll go to, I'm gonna put my plug in for sheets. I'm a oh, sheets see, regular I went to, American. I went to the Penn State Baron about ten years ago. And yeah. There weren't sheets up there then, but there was really. A, I don't think so. I don't remember. I, I went to Country Fair and got roller dogs all the time. Because <laughs> they were on every corner. <laughs> Are those dogs? Or what, like They have those other things that look like... The tornadoes. tornadoes. <laughs> they Chad look like does. they're uh, that oriented strand board. They're like pieced together, glued pieces of wood together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You man. shouldn't eat those. <laughs> talk talk <laughs> all the shit you want. Isn't they're delicious. Isn't it the churro? You <laughs> get the churro <laughs> one? OSB like hot dogs. Three meat or what? No, it's sausage, no. bud. Oh, oh man, it's that's awful. It's something. <laughs> it ain't as good as Mark's sausage, I'll tell you that. <laughs> oh, that sounded Pause. Mark's a sausage man. I cooked sausage good once. Nobody liked it. A minute 13, we're getting that clip. <laughs> it's not as good as Mark's sausage. <laughs> All right, don't say it again, Jason, you dirty <laughs> bastard. Oh, yeah, you can't beat the cast iron, though. Yeah, dude, yep. I always got that. No, that I told, I told, well, I told Mark. I said that's the best investment right there, huh? <laughs> cooking, cooking while fishing. Absolutely. <laughs> so let's uh let's get into some musky fishing. Uh, okay. How's how's the spring go for you? Like you only let, fish muskies for yourself, right? You know. Yeah. You, I, you're not worried about other people catching muskies, right? Not right now. I gotta get I gotta get set up with a boat, and Mark will tell you I'm freaking so scatterbrained when it comes to what I want. Like I'm, uh, I'm just a pain in the ass sometimes when it comes to making a decision about stuff. So I'm trying to come up with like the perfect guiding boat. There is no I perfect can... boat. I know, and that's what the <laughs> problem is. Like I, I'm a perfectionist when it comes to that, and I want something that's going to be versatile enough to do if I want to go to like fish a small lake or do the river or do small stream you know like so you need a flat bottom with a 40 horse I can't do it. i'll figure it out a flat like, bottom jet sled with oarlocks 
yeah. How much did that run? Uh, a lot. I'm I'm worried about money? Guide. You're a guide. I have a guide's uh, <laughs> financial. Well, now you see why all of us have so many different kinds. It's just it's so tough to find that perfect. I mean, Toey, for what you're looking to do, is going to be a yeah. tough boat to beat. I mean, you can jet right, it. I'm you can trolling motor it. I mean, that's and just they're it. They're sexy as hell, too. They're, they're beautiful I mean, boats. I mean, the only downside to it and the main downside to it is I mean, if you're going to guide fishing. off of it, you, you need to have a stable client. I mean, yep. they're... You know, not a not a big dance floor up there. Yeah. Glorified kite or canoes. Yeah, but I yeah. tell you what, you can two man with a jet right up twenty plus mile an hour on plane, <laughs> and then row it back. I know, I know. So I, I'll have that figured out. But once I do that, it's I'm going to be rocking and rolling on the musky trips because I have tons of people that want to do it, and I kind of got them on a, you know, waiting list. And I yeah, and I hate to do that, but. It's just the reality of the situation is, you know, if they want to go with me, they have to wait a little bit. And but I'm hoping, you know, by spring to have that that going, and you know, we'll be able to go hit some some musky stuff because I want to do a lot more musky trips because I want people to experience what we all have experienced. You know what I mean? That that's going to be. That's going to be huge for me, and I'm going to love seeing people catch their first muskie on the fly. So. Yeah, how hard do you think it's going to be to like, teach the people to you know, cast a muskie well, fly? Well, I mean, anyone that's going to do it is going to have a, hopefully... A little bit of wisdom bit. of it. Yeah, yeah. Like they're going to need to, to so, know what it entails, you know. Are you going to make them sign like a waiver to never show their face at this spot ever again? Pat, <laughs> pat them down, well, that's, pat that's them down for GPS? Again. That's why we'll be going and hitting some lakes and some big river. You know what I mean? Like blind, some, blindfold or blindfold them on the way to the boat launch. <laughs> yeah, like that big stuff. I mean, you guys know. Like, yeah, fish are everywhere. We we all know the lakes that have muskies in them. So you you, you know, are you going to be able to go and have them fishing the same? You know, it it is what it is. Like you gotta. They're lakes for a reason. They're you know. They're open to everyone, and they're not secrets. Yeah, and that's like the Allegheny River. I mean, don't huge. don't hotspot that. What? <laughs> don't <laughs> blow that spot, man. That river's so damn long, and there's and there's there's musky fishing, great musky fishing through that whole freaking river system. So, you know, pick one spot and go and grind on it, and hopefully you catch a fish in there. You know, it's a possibility. That sounded like my Friday night pick one spot and grind on it. <laughs> Is that yeah, why you're by you, yourself? You, yeah, hell no, yeah. Just right one spot. I, I got I two hands, but hell with that. I didn't know how far we could take this convo. No, I'm single, man. I don't, I'll take it all. <laughs> That's an hour and 18? <laughs> all right, Chad. Put it like this. If Chad's editing this show, it's going to be over-edited. Just like my pictures. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta give jabs when you can, man. Absolutely. So you have done a little bit of uh, lake musky fishing recently. I'm the worst lake musky fisherman that you've ever met in your freaking life. And I'm sure Mark's ripped on me behind my back to you guys. And told you how oh yeah. There's only been a little bit of ripping. Is it like oh, casting to oh. nothing? What? Is it like casting to nothing? You're not really. Yeah, no, rhyme. no, it's the it's fishing. Dude, I've had so many boatside eats and fault that I just can't connect on because I'm a big puss when it comes to seeing the actual <laughs> cake. Like, 
I don't know the verbal I, description by watch your fly. Boom. I hate I hate seeing the freaking cakes. I want them just to hit it so I can hook them and then catch them. Like they insist on just blowing up like right at the boat side. And when I see that, I can't stop myself from being a. a oh, girl that would be the worst thing setter. ever. Trout setter, huh? Mark, how many freaking times? Like literally with every trip. Yeah, a lot of them. Yeah, you had a good five or six fish today at the boat. You need an anti-trout set, like harness or something, to keep your arms down while you fish. Well, you're a steelhead guy. You have a you have an excuse. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't like to use that as an excuse, but it's it's a good excuse. But it's there. <laughs> it's there. <laughs> but I, like my musky fishing is, I am in the water and I never see the take. So for the most part, you know. So I'm that's how I'm used to. To, you know doing my work you know but when i'm up you know and that sometimes that shit goes on right at the boat side like it's it's sensory overload for me like I oh, just... that, that's the most fun man that the sensory overload part where you can't think that's the most fun mm-hmm. like that one that was in the eight three times and just keeps firing away at it and somehow doesn't <laughs> uh can't get a hook in it yeah that i mean that fish was hot that type of stuff right there is what I want to bring to clients. You know, let them experience that stuff too. You know, I want to share that with everyone. You know, I mean, that's a moment there that keeps people coming back for more. I mean, when yeah. you see a fish come in and just go around and eat and just dive at the fly trying to eat it, and well, that remember that last one that that one that I what the hell it hit my fly. Oh yeah, wow. yeah. So I hurried up and was stripping in real fast, and that thing just came out of nowhere as I was pulling my fly out to go into my next cast, and just, I mean, it literally hit the fly right at the back. But that that that's adrenaline overload right there. It's just it's it's the weirdest things what they do too. I mean, the yeah. most unopportune times, and just when you're. Yeah. Usually it's when it's just sitting there right at the boat. And it looks like the it's maybe it's just because it looks like the flies just the, the fish is given up. I'm done. Yep. I'm and then done. boom, it eat, hammers it. Eat me. And yep. then Scott trout sets and misses. <laughs> you drug one behind the boat there for a second though. Uh, I don't know. I gotta overcome it. And I and that's part of the You'll fun of it. it is it is overcoming your obstacles in this sport you know what i mean and making your you got to make yourself do it and make and in the end it's going to make you a better musky angler you know yep that's absolutely it yeah more Mark, diverse mark so cool when he gets the eats he like there's no rush in what he does like it's like business as usual see i no he's not i i fish with him on monday and he had one come into the to the bank. He was like, Mother effer, god damn it, mother effer, mother I turned in the eight and I jammed the rod right in the fish's forehead. I had nowhere to turn, so I go up, shrub, turn down, stick, go back right into the fish's face. And it just like stops and then swims away. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. You're not in, that's not the easiest. No, you can't you figure eight there. Not to mention no. it was four foot off the water, too. Exactly. If you were in a boat, that fish would have been in your hands. You'd have caught it. I got it. him yesterday, though. I made up for it. Was it the same fish? Yeah, same fish. Same nice. spot. He yeah. was hungry, huh? Oh, he was ready. And that moon's not even... It's on yeah, the way down, drunk. so... Yeah. 
So when you get one to come into the side of the boat, are you a hoot and a holler, or are you, you quiet and cool and calm and collected? I don't know, Mark. What am I? You saw me in action. Pretty calm and collected. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Until I miss it. Because I took my wife up to the same lake that you and Mark fished. Yeah. And I had one come into the side of the boat. And I was like, oh, fish, fish, fish. She's like, did you catch it? I was like, no, but it's right there. She's like, well, what's going on? Did you fall in? I said, no, god damn it, there's a fucking fish. <laughs> she just didn't understand they, the excitement. Yeah, they don't. They don't get it. A lot of people don't get it. <laughs> So Chad was trying to allude to earlier a little bit, uh, and we got sidetracked, but, uh, you know, what do you take us through, like, a little bit of the spring season, and do you change things and when you get into the fall? As far as... You know, uh, like, you know, are you always throwing that giant fly that Chad was trying to throw, or are you just, you know, you throwing smaller flies in the spring and I'm switching a, them up big? I'm a, or giant always... fly t- I'm a giant fly tosser. <laughs> All the time. You're just, you just want that big mama. You He's want that fifty. What, what do they say in England? You're just a tosser. <laughs> yeah, I I um, I that's just me, man. I I mean, but I'm serious. Mark showed me the way with you know with the little smaller fly, and he's like in my head, I'm like picturing that fly being as visible as possible to a fish. So when you go down in size, and you know, Mark do, does black and like black with silver. I'm like thinking to myself, how in the hell is that fish gonna see that fly? You know, but. He's proved it by catching fish in front of me with it, so all black. <laughs> it kind of it it opened my eyes up, but I'm all, uh, I, I all, you know, you an all black I hater. Like the, I like, the, <laughs> I, I don't like black flies. I I just don't like them. I mean, I caught a big one last spring on it, and that kind of made me like it a little bit better. But I still, I I haven't thrown. I don't think I've thrown an all black so fly you, since. You then. need to get like the ones you're using now, but get them in all black with the the black. Uh, dragon tail so at least you can see the tail coming in through then like an all black with a like a different color dragon tail yeah all black tail it's like a black holographic tail so the tail is black but it's got holographic flash so you at least see the tail fluttering coming in you like that fire tiger he does Uh, it works though you stick on that fire tiger that fish, that fire tiger's moved more fish for me than any other fly. Oh, I can imagine. That's hey, do you, productive. Do you think they see it? I you think th- they <laughs> see it, and it, for some reason, it triggers like a, I don't know. Like they, they, they get a lot of like, aggression out of them when I call oh, Yes, for some reason, I don't know what it is. It's that color scheme that they, they, they hit it out of aggression a lot of times, like, with aggression. One thing I've <laughs> noticed too is the amount of small fish, even that'll come up and just try to ravish that fly, and it's 12, 14 inches or bigger. Yeah, well, I, I, I caught one where you guys were fishing yesterday. I caught on a smaller version of that. Um, I think it was like the eight inch one, you know. But I don't like get like I don't know. You go down in size and them flies, and the hooks get a little smaller, you know. Like, I just like bigger hooks. I think it's just my own preference. You know how we all have our own preferences on on stuff. So yeah, opinions I, are like, like assholes. A, we all have them. They stink. No, yeah, it's, exactly. It's, um, you like hunting with the three hundred. There's no doubt about it. Are Are you tying your own flies at all, or are you just using? No, hell no. I don't. I don't have time to be dicking with those big flies. <laughs> I just give them off of Tony and Mark. And yeah, you got sucker spawns to be. To be tying. Yeah, I got dumbass. Busy. Uh, <laughs> eggs. That's a wee time. 
<laughs> there you go. But no, that's an art, man. You guys are that tie them are artists. I mean, those flies are absolutely gorgeous. But they're gorgeous, but they also have to do what they're designed to do. You know, move water and have action. You know, it's so it's not an easy thing just to start tying musky flies. You know, they have to serve their purpose and do what they're designed to do. And I think if that equation's off, like Mark tinkers with his you know different components and he'll test one out and if it doesn't do what he wants so guess what it gets tossed and he's back you know tying another one so i just don't have the time to do that type of stuff so well if you did you can make smaller flies and put bigger hooks put on bigger them. hooks on them, yeah <laughs> you know, every time i try to get tony to do me a smaller fly and bigger hooks he won't do it so that changes the recipe, man. What changes the action. What kind of custom well, flies are those? Says. It changes the action. <laughs> you don't want to change the action. But I know that like when I first started musky fishing, I was strictly using that smaller one. And I had eats, but I never could keep them stuck. And I think it was because of a little bit smaller hooks. But I could be wrong. I mean, anytime I question Tony, he bitches me out. So I don't like to question him too much. But... <laughs> He's like the godfather. Don't ask questions. He is. He is. He's. Did it work? He almost, yes. He's here to you, smack your hand. Do you use yellow? <laughs> yeah. Has he sent you any all yellow flies? Oh, yeah. No. Did you say olive? All yellow. All yellow. Oh, yeah. I got an all yellow cracking. I just caught a fish on um, with a white dragon tail. So I caught that in some high water that, you know, I just thought it would shell up real well in the water and sure as crap it did so now do you feel like uh the big fly is the same thing as you know the gear guys stuff doing you just you got that presence that that bigger bigger profile i think yeah in my eyes like i try to picture that fish laying on the bottom in that murky water and the bigger you know, it's the number one is you're you have a bigger profile, but another thing is it's moving a little more water. So it's not only just seeing it, it's feeling that that water displacement a little bit more. So you know, and then you throw that action of that dragon tail in there on top of it. So I just think it's a great combination of of all that, you know, which makes them hit. So when you musky fish, you do a lot of like walking and wading and bank yanking. Yep. That's it. That's all so I do. When you're like wading out in the middle of the creek, do you have a net with you or is the net on the bank? How, I always put the net on the bank. I was going to say, how's that whole situation go down? Yeah, I only use the net, not the net, the fish, but I, I will beach the fish and then put the fish in a net so I can keep the fish breathing while I'm tinkering with, you know, setting my phone up to take a stupid picture by myself. And, <laughs> you know, I don't want the fish out of the water, you know, for extended periods. So I just put it in the net and then I'll, I'll move the net out in a deeper water and, uh, you know, kind of. Well, like put a rock on the handle. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just set it up to where the fish can breathe while I'm tinkering with my phone and all that. So that's the only reason I have the net. There's no possible way I could net a fish while I'm, fighting it you know no you can't bro <laughs> not a muskie <laughs> so mark threw one of the best net jobs i've seen <laughs> in a long time on monday really what yeah. did he 
tell me he took that damn net, his boat net. Where no, he no, he had, no, he had my net. <laughs> I was going right. to say, and Mark, you're crazy carrying that thing around. But, no. But I, I caught one down at the little creek where Mark caught one yesterday. Yeah. And uh, Mark <laughs> one-handed scooped it while it was going into a log jammer. Yeah. Oh, no, mind you, on a dead run to get there, too. And I like left hand is this Got thing's going in, is this going into the log jam? I like lunge and dive with my left lunge. hand, like almost slide in. I'm like oh he's my in there. <laughs> Lunged on a lunge, huh? There you well, go. Well that's that's where you guys are at. It's like, like it's fist fighting a like phone booth. On, yeah, it's all it's all on top of you, like you know, that take and then you're trying you know, like it's 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 fun in a way, but it's really a pain in the butt. In the oh, end. You gotta, you gotta hook and horse him right in. I mean, or if he exactly. gets into anything, I mean, makes any move or any kind of run on you, they're into a log jam and you're done. Oh yeah, yeah. I had that one I caught a few months ago up there, and it hit right at the bank, and I basically just had to horse it up like as quick as I could, and it it literally popped off the fly right at the bank, and I just dove. <laughs> <laughs> I gave on that sucker. It wasn't getting off. Did you tackle was, it? What's that? Did you tackle it? Uh, oh, I tackled it. Did you gave it the that. eerie shuffle? Oh, yeah. yeah. So, I felt horrible for that poor ski, but... You got a couple hogs, what, this this spring, right? Yeah, I'm not sure. I can't remember the month, but I think it was early spring or maybe in the wintertime. I do my best work in the wintertime when it's like 12, 12 degrees out. So, how do you justify going and doing that when you could be steelhead fishing or is it just on days when you don't have someone booked well i mean if i don't have yeah if i don't have work is is when i'm out doing my musky fishing i try it i mean i try to hit the full moons up anytime before new moon you know through the winter time it seems to be a really good time to go out and uh three days prior yeah it doesn't all it doesn't always work out that way you know sometimes i have to work on full moons but my work comes before me catching muskies but don't worry you didn't miss anything on tuesdays (laughs) and and it's one of them deals too in the winter time it's hard to get people to go out in frigid temps to steelhead fish so my business kind of slows during the, the really cold months of the winter but but the thing with the steelhead fishing that people need to realize is that even if it freezes up like i've busted ice for clients and and literally we would be breaking ice there'd be fish scattering everywhere and as soon as that ice goes away those those guys would be banging fish like left and right <laughs> like they have to eat there's they're hungry no, yeah and the, when yeah, it gets there's cold there's no way around it and there's not a ton of feet and you know in certain areas of these tribs or sections that have you know decent amount of minnows and stuff like that but there's not a ton of feed in there for them so they have to eat for them to keep their energy up and to survive so they're at the you know mercy of that so we we as fishermen have that in our favor against them so you know you break that ice up and give them a chance to chill out for a little bit and guess what it's going to be yeah, it'll be action and i've had plenty of days where i've busted ice for clients and they've caught fish and just had banner days but you know i've also had days where i broke ice and it was freezing quicker than i was breaking <laughs> so. speaking of uh like frigid temps i think i'm actually ready to maybe lock and load a float line and try kind of that swinging idea you're talking about for there you go 
See, see how it works in that real deep, cold in the winter for muskie. I'm telling you, it's <clears throat> that it's a more natural presentation, and it and I think a ski when it's sitting there on that bottom, I just think that if a fly comes swinging down and it's that slow swing like right in front of its face, it's picturing that is a dying bait fish or something. They don't have to exert a ton of energy to chase it down. You know, it's basically just open her mouth and inhale it. You know, and and that's all the bigger ones that I catch. That's the majority of them is on that same presentation, and it's always a solid hook job too because you know they're inhaling it, and all those hook jobs are right solidly into their mouth. You know, mm-hmm. like I think a lot of times if they're chasing a fly. You know, and you're stripping and you're erratic stripping. Sometimes they don't always hit it perfectly. You know what I mean? They might just catch the back end of it and you don't get a hook solid in them and then you lose the fish. You know, that dead drifted swing, I'm telling you, if you don't try it, you're nuts. So you're dead drifting swinging. You have to, um, okay, you have, to have the right water conditions to make it work. I mean, you have to have moving water, but if you know... If you have like a nice, you know, riffle situation, like a, like a deep riffle that goes into like a pole, that's a classic place to do that. You know, I quarter my cast downstream, you know, and, and just make sure it gets down a little bit. And then I just let it swing. And every now and again, I just do like one little strip to make it look like a, you know, bait fish that's struggling to stay, stay alive, you know. So are you wearing tweed on the creek also? No. <laughs> no. I don't. But for real. But for real, are you using a longer leader when you do that? No, I'm using my straight. Dude, I'm I'm a simple guy. I'm not changing my leader for anything. I mean, it is what it is. Like, I I the shit that I'm doing is like like I guarantee it. Like these big name musky fly dudes saw my stuff, they'd be like. That, that's not the way you're supposed to have it. You know what I mean? Perfect. I, I don't <laughs> give a shit. It's what I'm doing. It's simple for me to set up. And, and it's working. It works. I catch freaking muskies. What more do you want? Like, you know, I don't follow rules. I don't, I never did. I mean, you can ask my parents. I love it. <laughs> hey, I love it when my leader's too short and people tell me, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Dude, it's ridiculous. I've had people, you know, criticize my you shouldn't be using that heaviest stuff you need to use this this type of dinner you know but meanwhile I'm, i catch fish like i don't know what else i'm supposed to do you know like <laughs> yeah don't, don't worry about it after that that's that's key no, right you just but i'm telling you that doing that what i'm talking that, that i don't know swing dead drift whatever i just think that look for a for a muskie, especially in cold water, like because they're I not going to. I think that's the key too: is the cold water. I mean, when you're talking yeah, you, low thirties, yeah. them fish. They're, I mean, they'll chase, but they're not really wanting to. And the easier, even, the better. And even what I found, even in areas where I fish, that the, the even when it's not overly cold, I think these fish, especially when you're fishing with in moving water, they're hugging the bottom they're like you know they don't want to fight current they don't want you know so they're not going to be running out they're not going to be chasing shit out of there because number one they're going to have to freaking get into the current you know and and ruin the spot that they had you know as far as being out of the current 
So I think they're more apt to have that if it's swinging at them and coming into their face. Like it's automatic. Like it all, it's almost off. <laughs> those fish that I caught, like literally, it was it, literally it was like on like my first or second cast most of the time. So it tells me that that presentation is accepted by them, and and there's no. <laughs> ancestor butts about it that the fish tells you what they want you know what i mean like so if it works on one it's going to continue to work because that's what they like so you just you know like you guys should try it in some of your areas kind of it kind of seems like the the i don't know at least aggressive you know what i mean so even if you were to go into a spot you could fish however you want after that if you don't yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's always I mean, worth a yeah, try. Yeah, and I'm not saying that's the only way of doing it, but you know, I just see and hear too many people that they go out and it's like they automatically think you got to cast your fly out and strip the thing. Like that's not the case. You don't need to do that. Like I fished for these muskies, like I fished for trout almost. You know, like you're swinging a soft tackle. Exactly. Exactly. Well, I mean, this week alone, I mean, I know my tactics changed. Tenfold. I mean, we had a 10 degree water drop over the last, you know, I mean, the week before that going in. So, I mean, starting this week, it went from, you know, I mean, we're we're upper 30s now. Yeah. Slow down a lot. And and it took some time once that pressure system went through, but it produced fish. Absolutely. And then, you know, that Buford thing, those things suspend really nice, you know, that that's a that's another tactic you know throwing bufords and having that fly just hold in front of their face you know a little bit longer than any you know another type of fly might hold you know sometimes that triggers especially likewise you got to be versatile you know and you got to try different stuff i just you know i just think that whole swinging that fly deal is something that not a lot of guys do and you should try it i mean it doesn't work for every water condition you have to have the perfect you know, place to do it, but you know, you guys just drifted ten miles of creek. I'm sure there were several spots that you guys could have done that. And you know, hey, one one thing I got to hit real quick. Yeah. How about that muskie you figureated up off the graph? I <laughs> was what five? Was I doing it for five minutes? No, you're down there about a good minute. Oh, is that only a minute? Oh, I thought it was longer. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty <laughs> wild, wasn't it? <laughs> So, yeah, he start figure eight, and sure enough, random, there's, there's a fish off figure. this log back here. <laughs> yeah, I should have connected on that. But that doesn't happen too often. That shit like that actually comes through, comes to fruition. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we were what eight foot of water mark, eight or nine. Yeah, about that. Yep. They like it. I, Number I one. knew that the fish was in my area of the boat just because it can't popped up on my graph. So I just started randomly figure eighting. I dipped, dug my rod down deep and just kept. Sure as crap, he freaking came out of nowhere. You, you see, the boat game's a little different. You got to spend a G to know what's going on down there, man. Them graphs exactly. are they're very, yeah. very important. And I feel like. You know, in in the right hands, you got to utilize those things. That's a that's a huge learning curve, especially yeah, it's to, a goal, you know. Uh, to learn it is is where that's key, man. I think that make yeah. or breaks you as your as a lake fisherman. You have to have them. I mean, it's just... You have to. It's a necessity. Yep. How about it, Mark? The last time we were up there, they were only in in that 
eight or nine foot rain. Like we oh, tried yeah. all kinds of different water depths. We couldn't couldn't get anything. Had, Once we hung and held in that range, there they were. Yep. I love when you and Mark go to that place. That, that's my favorite <laughs> lake, and it's always like on a day where I have to work. So I I talk shit to Mark through I you. It. I love it. <laughs> That's what was funny too because he caught a muskie on Monday. We're walking down the hill. I looked at him. I said, "You know what, Chad?" He goes, "What?" I go, "It only took you ten months." <laughs> oh yeah. The funniest thing about this convo is us being like nondescript with the places that we're. Fishing. Oh, absolutely. He got that, to that that place. I mean, place look look at us. But, look but at you where... know exactly what we're talking about. <laughs> I mean, you live 45 minutes from where we do, and look at where we are. I mean, we are essentially an epicenter for musky fishing. You take an hour radius, and I can put you on 20 different pieces of water or more to catch musky on. I know. I and, know. and some of them have a lot. You may not get them giant ones, and we're still working on figuring that out, but some of them have a lot of musky in them. A lot of creatures I just want too. giant ones. That's I all. know, and I've been. I'm what is, you, what's your big fish? But, uh,. I don't, I, I don't even know. Man. Saying like, do you ever take a girth measurement or anything no. like that, just a length or no, estimation? I, honestly, I'm always by myself, and I don't want to hurt the fish. So you don't have like a like a net. No. I don't know, like that something one you on had there, pushed, put your pushed fifty range, didn't? And it was upper forties. Well, there was two. The yeah, two, two that I caught last. They were both. They were both like carbon copies of each other almost. They were. They were, you know, probably 48 or so in that ballpark. But I couldn't imagine. I mean, those things were everything I could do to hold them up. I know the pictures you can't tell. But I literally, they were so heavy that I could only get, like, I'd videotape me holding them for, like, 10 seconds. I'd have to put them back in the net. <laughs> well, you're used to holding steelhead. so it's... Exactly. It's a whole <laughs> different thing. And I don't even hold them skis the right way, evidently, because... I see other like real hardcore musky guys hold them, you know, by that plate in their mouth, and then they hold them like partway up their body. And, but I just like to, I almost hold them like a steelhead to where you, you try to like let their whole body be seen, you know. Yeah, man. They're just a gorgeous fish, man. I love them. They're super pretty, and every one of them's totally different. Yep. Yep, they are. Yeah. Now you guys got me all excited to musky fish. <laughs> yeah, you're wind, wind down there, buddy. You got to go break some damn ice tomorrow. I got to break ice. Hopefully it's not going to be too cold tomorrow. Not, you you guiding on Saturday? Yeah, Saturday, yeah, Sunday. I'll be back. I think Got we're it. forecasted for a warm-up this week, man. You're going to be, you know, out there getting it. About 40s. I don't know what's forecasted for up there, but there's 40, 50 here. Well, I have... I have um, Let's see, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday off. So I'm debating on maybe running over to New York and trying to catch a big brown. So I'm not sure yet. Sounds well, I never fun. get to do it. I'm all, I always have stuff going on, you know, so I wouldn't mind catching one of those big giant browns. Well, the weekend after Thanksgiving, Jay and I are running up to New York. If you guys, if you want to make a trip up for a day. Where are you going? What are you going for? We're going to the big river. What's the big river? The big, big, there. big river. The Niagara. Oh, you're going up there. You, yeah. I'd love to do that. Like, I heard they're catching Lakers up there. They might be. Nobody's fishing there for them, be. though. No, we're all steelhead we're fishing. We're steelhead fishing, but they're catching Lakers. And you're fishing from shore or on a boat? In brown trout. No, we're from shore. Shore, man. That's where it's at. 
And you can fly fish from the shore up there? Uh, yeah. No back cast, though. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, bring your biggest, my, bring the biggest bobble macator you have and the most lead you've ever seen in your life, and we'll get it all done <laughs> in an eleven footer. Yep. I'm just gonna throw a big twelve inch musky fly. How about that? Five fifty green. Add some weight. <laughs> yep. They're there too. <laughs> uh, a five inch game changer, wall white game changer, isn't a bad idea. They will hit a strip streamer, swung streamer. Oh, absolutely. All of them. It's the same. It's the same gig as what you're doing. It's just on a larger scale. Yeah, it's just heavier. Just fish deeper. Weight. You're just fishing deeper. Yeah, fishing deeper, heavier weight, bigger bobber. Yeah. I'd like to try it. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll, I'll check my calendar. I wouldn't mind giving up with you guys. Yeah, heck yeah, man. If you could fit a 40-inch fish into your calendar that isn't a muskie or a pike, <laughs> you, yeah, that's what you want it, want it to be, man. It's the, you, you Absolutely. Know, I, I think yeah. they rank right up there to be one of the prettiest If you want to see some backing... Well, yeah. a third of their body's mouth. Yes. And there's your freshwater GT. <laughs> yep, there it is. Then you could catch your, uh, potentially, your brown out of there. It's been a good... Yeah. I yeah. think I've seen but a few of them showing up. Oh, it's a, the last few years have been pretty good for the browns, so... And the steelhead uh, go haywire. They really do, oh, man. You dude. Hit, and they'll, you, they'll run, jump I don't, million times. I don't know how many steelhead you've caught, sir, but... <laughs> <laughs> but you have caught zero until you catch one out of Niagara. End of story. That's it. All right. That sounds like a direct challenge. Yeah, it, it is. It'd be like you catching 14 muskies and 14 bass on one hook. Jeez. I maybe, swear it. Maybe. Dude, I have not bullshit you. You could get a 10 jumper, and if that happens to you, you'll be like, eh, yeah, no, nah, them eerie steelhead. Them are just eerie steelhead. They're different. They're different steelheads. <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. It's the truth, my man. I I took a I took a hit or a line it's or fun. whatever. It is. It's never, you know. I never seen seen steelhead the same again after catching them there. Walking down on that place is a pretty is a pretty cool thing because it's a lot of water, man. It's a ton of water down there. It's very Make, making a lot of noise. It's it very is. intimidating the first yes. time you go down. Yep. And you're like, holy cow! How are you gonna? How's this all gonna work? And man, it's 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 brutal. The weather is right there. It's like a big lake. I mean, it's just the weather's hitting you at all all angles. Hey, the coolest. It's thing, not an easy day. The but coolest it's a fun thing day. there is their tourists don't wear fly vest. <laughs> <laughs> they don't wear a trout vest. Their tourists, they're like they're looking at the water. They ain't worried about you know snagging a couple steelhead. It's pretty. Oh, yeah. Pretty cool place. What? Yeah. Is there a lot of people that fish though there? At oh, yeah. one at one time a year, the rest of the time, dude, I've I've had like whole sections to myself. But this is you're done on Pinner Beach. Doesn't matter. But to fish, okay. Pinner Beach. Spring steelhead in April, like what? I know there's other stuff to do in April, and that's why there was nobody yeah, there. Musky. You figure you got bass coming in. There's there's times you could fish there and have a lot, like lots of area to yourself. No, it's it's. it's you know, we usually go. It's you got to get down there early. You know, it's like like anything. You know, you got to on the weekends. Early. On the weekends, you got to be down there three, four o'clock. You know, make yourself a fire, hang out for a while with your buddies, and then I'm get ready that. all your shit ready and get ready to go fishing. I'm not that guy. I, sh I show up at seven and catch as many as whoever showed up at two did. Jeez, that's how I do it. You guys got me intrigued on this now. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna have to do it. Yeah, stay in touch, man. We'll like I said, we're, we're Jason gonna be got traveling for you. Black Friday. Well, you have, have your people contact my people, and we'll set this up. Black Friday is a travel day. <laughs> I think your your one your one buddy may have fished up there though before, right? 
Yeah. Guy you f- that fishes with you, what, Anthony? Nick? Oh, or... Anthony, does he go up there? I think he's may have been there. I think I may have seen some pictures. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, heads up I, to... I see people on Instagram with fish from up there, and it looks like there's never anyone around them. So I, but I don't know. That's camera angles. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. That's why I was asking about the fishing pressure, because... It's yeah, not like that bad. Fish. It's kind of like deer season. It's, you know, it's, it's people show up at one time, bombard it, and just because there's, you know, high number possibilities, and after that, it's the real fishermen. You know what I, I mean? I got you. Okay. Kind of like, like eerie, but these still had fight. <laughs> yeah, what, what weight fly rod? Seven, eight, nine. Okay. I'm taking a six this year. Oh my gosh! Nice, but but it was a nine and a half foot six, and I broke the top six inches off. So it's kind of <laughs> like a seven. Uh, it, it went up in weight. <laughs> Gaining weight sounds like you, Jed. Hey, fuck off! The fly rod, the fly rod <laughs> taking on Jed to me. Look, it's not getting fatter; it's just getting heavier, <laughs> shorter, stumpier, heavier. <laughs> So, oh yeah, not a challenge, but dude, something to experience. Pretty, yeah, pretty absolutely. Cool. Pretty I mean, cool if I stuff. I don't have anything going on. I'm in. So, heck yeah, man. So, is there anything that we haven't hit on that you want to? Um, we we don't want to keep you up all night because we know you have to go guiding in the morning. Yeah, well, I'm I'm I don't think I uh I think I blabbed enough. <laughs> Sometimes I just start rambling, so I hope I didn't ramble too much. But no, man. awesome. So so if if like you know. Any any experience level, everybody comes fishing with you. It's it's pretty easy to to do, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we you know we cater the day to you know the client. So sometimes if you have small small kids, you got to kind of keep your walks short, you know, and you got to you know make it fun for them and take lots of snacks and drinks and you know. But I I took. I think my first trip of the year, I took three or four young boys. I think the oldest was 12, and they all, I think all of them caught fish except for one, and he lost a bunch. You know, those fish are tough to keep on the hook. So, but if they, 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 they had a blast. So, and I took a young girl, she was 11, she caught a ton of fish. And so, yeah, the kids, I love taking the kids. There's no, nothing like taking the kids fishing. You know what you should do for uh, when you have kids on a trip? What's that? Bring a wrist rocket. Really? Yeah, man. There's nothing keeps kids' interest more than a wrist <laughs> rocket. <laughs> not like, the 30-inch like, skull of steelhead out in front of them? That no, no, no. You tell them to shoot the wrist rocket at other anglers, and then you have the whole pool to yourself. Oh, there you go. See? I, like that idea. <laughs> I, need, I needed that last week. I had uh, two women, and I had them set up at daybreak, and they start fishing, and within five minutes, they had two dudes, like, moving in on them, trying to creep in. And You're like, this perfect, isn't the bar on a Friday. That would have been a perfect uh, spot for the old wrist rocket. I'm telling you, man. That, that's a tactic that you need to employ. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I gotta get a little more aggressive with these guys, huh? Yeah, yeah definitely. Uh, <laughs> and when you're walking down the railroad tracks, you pick up the little iron ore balls and you keep a small, yeah. small pocket full of them, and that's what you peel people with. <laughs> <laughs> I need to hire Mark as security, man. We were we were at that lake fishing, <laughs> one of the guys we were talking about, and we had these two other musky dudes 
just we were drifting across that bay and these dudes just moved right in front of our drift and started throwing big gear out in front of us how about it mark oh yeah i don't take mark, kindly i thought mark was gonna freaking kick someone's ass that day have a hemorrhage oh yeah he was he was dropping the f-bomb big time you see what happens <laughs> when you get into hunting big bucks like but that it's it's not just musky fishing wait till he loses his beanie <laughs> God damn it! Where did I put this goddamn beanie? <laughs> it ended up being on the emergency brake shift or emergency brake uh, handle. It was or, all black. Yeah. The truck was dark. I didn't see it in there. Yeah, or you're on the, or, or you're on your way to the fishing home. Mark thinks he lost his uh, his um, can of chew. Oh, it was a can of chew one morning. I think 35 minutes till he finds his can of chew in his pocket. And he was cussing himself out. <laughs> Son of a bitch! Where did I leave my chew? We got We're gonna have to stop at sheets. I swear, we're gonna have to stop. He's got some anger issues. He's work out. <laughs> oh, he'd be, he'd all be good men do. Here, he'd be perfect. What? He'd be perfect security up here though on our trips. <laughs> These guys were moving in on our clients. Black glasses yeah. and black hat. <laughs> <laughs> Just like a large black man in every movie. <laughs> yeah, but, it, but, it's, but it's Mark, and you look how it's mad Mark. he looks. <laughs> so, oh, don't smile. Scott, is there anything that we haven't hit on that you want to hit on? No, I think that's it, guys. I had a great combo with you. It was fun. Heck yeah. How do how do people get a hold of you? Are they going to jump on like social media? Is that is that an avenue to possibly... Well, my cell phone is 724 should I give it out? Hell yeah, yeah. man. <laughs> if you want to get prank called. I'll be getting all kinds of calls tonight. <laughs> you might get some calls to go musky fishing probably, but... 724-766-3196 is my cell phone number. And then the uh, Instagram's Keystone Angler's Guide Service. And then Facebook's the same. And, you know, I'm pretty much all over that social media stuff. So, so people can book it a day through social media? Yeah, or my cell phone number, or they can go to the website, www.keystoneanglersguideservice.com. They can email directly through that to me, and I'll get the email and book through that. And It's pretty pretty simple. Cool. You're very easy, easily reached. I'm very easily reached unless I'm out on the water, and then I'm not easily reached. Unless the, mu- the muskies are biting. cell phone coverage up here is horrible anymore, it seems. So, at least where I go, I tried to do a story from the stream last week, and it drained my battery like in five minutes. <laughs> Your phone takes good pictures, but has zero service. It doesn't do the phoning. Bad service, <laughs> yep. Damn Verizon. Mm. So, but yeah, that's that's how to get a hold of me and come up and.
Man, that bass bass guitar is hitting. <laughs> so when we when we used to go to shows, that was way before cell phones. I I don't remember ever taking videos of the show that we saw. That's kind of cool. One cool part about sitting down, I can just hit it on my phone and just sit there and rest it on my knee. And I wasn't even looking at my phone at all. I just had it sitting there, and I was just watching the show the whole time. So I took like a handful of different ones, like Leave On and songs like I like. Yeah. You know, they'd come on, just set it on my knee, and just leave it sit there. This has to be my favorite Elton John song. Yeah, this and Leave On are my two favorites. Yeah. Absolutely. There's a plethora of good music that oh, he's made. It's all oh, good, yeah. but this is my favorite. Yeah. What do you think, Jace? You Elton John man? <laughs> uh, yeah, he's alright. Got some good what stuff. You, Sir Elton John. Believe me, when Sir. when the rap starts cutting out, I, I just gotta switch right back over to the rock, man. The the old rock, cause it, that that comes in everywhere. It's pretty dependable, but no, I dude, uh, that's what I reminisce of riding in a car when I was a kid and hearing nothing but songs that you know now. You know, they're, they're almost lost. People don't really, only the older people well, listen to And them. I think that's something like this concert kind of hit with me. Is like, we're at the time now where we kind of got to get these ones in. Because once this is done, the new age of music, there's really nothing great no. coming to go watch shows. There's not going to be another and these are style all like, like that. You know no, what I mean? No, and like ZZ Top and bands like that. I mean, look at last year. You lost the lead singer of Cars and Cheat. Um, ACDC's done. Uh, yeah. Lost that. Uh, but Bowie. So you lost a couple guys there that were, you know, like epic classic rock. Absolutely, you gotta see it before it ends. I I saw what they call Skinnered now, and it's I think the the first time I saw them they had like three original members. The last time I saw them I think they had one. Yeah, dwindling down. Yeah, it, it's just like it's like a cover band anymore. Yeah. But yeah, man, I've seen like I said ACDC before they uh. Before they had to call it quits, because Brian Johnson, he can't do shows anymore. He ruptured his eardrum, and well, he can't be around the loud noises. Surprised any of the Rolling Stones are still around, you know? Yeah. yeah. That might not be a Well, I mean, thing. look I at Aerosmith. You yeah. can only go watch them in Vegas. Billy Joel, I've only in New Aero- York City. I've seen Aerosmith. That That is like a high, highlight gem in my life. Yep. So, I mean, stuff like that. Slowly dying. Even us, like Chad, we went and saw Pantera a long time ago when yes, we were kids, we and it did, was actually man. Pantera, man. You know, we saw the Cowboys from Hell. So can't do that again. That's mm-hmm. like last night we were sitting there listening to like Limp Bizkit and Corn. You know, like, eh, exactly. Not, not that that's anything special, but that'd be cool to see them guys and never get a chance to. My cousin just went and saw Corn. Uh, I can't remember who it was with locally. And he said it put on a good show. Really? Yeah, Shane. He like he goes still goes to a lot of shows. Yeah. Said Slipknot's been one that he just went to that was amazing. Well, Slipknot's always fucking good, and they're there, man. They're rocking. That that's gonna be the closest thing we have to, oh my god, to a Sir Elton John. When we get <laughs> when we're fifty, Slipknot is it gonna, comparable? Slipknot's gonna be the closest thing we have. You know what I mean? If you think about it, we we don't have Sublime anymore. Yeah. Who's gonna want to go see Three Eleven when we're fifty? You know. But we're still going to have Slipknot wearing their fucking masks. If, if Rage actually <laughs> comes back and keeps it around, then that would be the what I think would say one of those bands, you know what I mean, that we should, I would go see again in a second. Yeah. But we're 50, we're like, kids if, would be like, what the hell are you going to see in that for? If Rage really tours with the Wu-Tang Clan, I am in. I'm in like, oh, I'm in hard. 
You you want to go be like the Shaolin warrior? Oh yeah, man. Gotta the be Shaolin at, versus the Wu Tang Clan at at the shows, repping the Wu Tang. No, that that's pretty cool. Uh, not there ain't stuff like that no more. Yeah, I guess even in rap, I I like to listen to a lot of rap, but all the sh- all the new stuff now. Yeah, believe me, I'm I'm jigging and bopping right with it, but it's it's different. You know, you know, it's all like it's nothing singing. With, it's and nothing with substance that sticks to you. It doesn't no, like no. get into your it, soul or it, They're just talking about things. Is pretty yeah. much it. You know, it's not no, it's not music per se. It's all right. Let's get a beat. Let's uh. You know, throw a few auto-tune things on here, and, and that's it. But some of the music's good. Like, they got some new rappers out, man, that are just, they're on every song. These guys are about making money no matter what the, the stakes. And, and and look at look at where we're at. We're at, you can produce a video on YouTube and cost you no money and make X amount off of what, it, you know? What's that one, the, the Black Dude Sings the Country video, the Get Up? Oh, the the Old Town Road? No, the no, get, the get, get up. up. Oh, I, it's just a black dude doing a line dance in front of a double wide trailer. Get her done, so, bud. It's a single your, shot. Your son watches that. He, he likes does it? the whole dance. Hell yeah! But it's a it's a whole dance, like it's the get up. Well, I'm saying <laughs> uh, how. How is that different from? You've heard you've heard the song. I know well, I mean, you've heard the song. I've how heard is the that different song. from like a, a soldier boy, like, like you know, a, a, a song dance? It's not. He's just he's just this guy was able to target a certain this crowd. Guy was, this guy's doing it for like like country line dancing though. Yeah. Oh no, dude, it's popular. Everything's popular. There's a following for everything. Check it out. Ten Car got a following. Post right? Malone song yeah, he had on the first one before a while or whatever. That was decent. Posty. You like yeah. Post Malone? He's on every song. There's a rapper, new rapper, the he's baby. Not bad. He's on really every heard song. Last night they were putting stuff. He's on. not bad. Jason, other than other than he's got all the tattoos all over his face and looks weird as shit. He looks like he could live by me. What do you mean? That's like normal <laughs> for here, dude. It's like sharing. That's this area. He People, does look like he belongs in the West Hill. He could, yeah, no, he. Yeah. He went to damn party and got rode on, but you know that (laughs) happens. Hey, it looks like he got drunk at like. (laughs) There you go, bud. Never took his shoes off at a party. We we got him. He's the freshman frat initiation. Never got fucking got markered all up. Now he's got way more money than we all have. Oh no, that's (laughs) awesome. Actually, no, his his music is like a boy. He is popular, but eh. music, like you said, we're not getting what we used to. So. Take what you no. get. If you like something now, it, it's for the moment. It Man, doesn't last like you that have, music. Oh, oh, good one that I would like to go see. We were just talking about band. The Black Crows are doing their 30th uh, reunion in a 30-year? Yes, 30 years of the album. Uh, what was the album's name? Oh, I can't remember. I'm trying to think. Uh, it's, it's got all the good old songs on it, though. It's like their original, like the first album they put out, I think, right? Our yeah. first one that was... The first hit maker. Yeah. Um, this is that song, Jason. Oh, I've heard it, bud. I've heard it. Yeah, look, I got kids at home. It's man, just man. a dude doing a, a line dance in front of a in front of a double wide. <laughs> millions and millions of billions of views. I'll tell you what, it's got a catchy hook too. Oh, you know? I, dude, I, they, that's that's the thing on it. See, I, I listen to the radio a lot, trying to keep it good for the kids. But shake your money maker. Shake your money maker. Yeah, it's the shake your money maker tour. That that should that would be a good one to go see. You black rose at all? They're way better than the Counting Crows. I don't mind them. Yes, way better. I thought than you were getting crows. them confused. I didn't know there was Black Crows and Counting Crows. So, yeah. the Black Crows are where it's at, man. There the Counting Crows got the guy with like all the uh, like you got like dreadlocks, kind of chubby looking dude. Miss, gotcha, Miss Brown. Yeah, 
They weren't bad, though. They had some good stuff. Yeah. If you got kind of like off the radio, they had some real good songs. Yeah, if you like dudes, they're they're good. Oh, come on. <laughs> We're in 2020, <laughs> Chad. It's okay. I know. That's what I'm saying. It's not bad music, but it's not good. <laughs> Believe me, I, I don't know. Well, we're off the rails. I'm sorry. I, I love it when the older music comes on. That, there's no doubt about it. Like, like kind of like Chad's wife. Every time they give her control of the, the radio outside, holy shit, it's like right back to being 21 at the bar, ain't oh. it? Every time. <laughs> My wife's the worst. Every oh, she, it's, like, it's like 50 cent right away. Oh, no. Shaking asses. There might even be some like Montel Jordan in there. there might, oh, my wife loves that 90s R&B, man. Dude, it, it gets there quick. But hey, you gotta <laughs> like her quick. You gotta like what you like. And I feel like none of this new music holds no value and is never gonna hold a stand in time. You know what I mean? 20 years, we're not gonna listen so either. to anything. It could be the best song right Except now. Except for Taylor Swift. Woo. <laughs> could be the best song right now, and Bold. it ain't going to be shit in two weeks, you know? Yeah. Speaking of on the rails, though. Yeah, a, man. You got a muskie. <laughs> I did. And then I tried to recreate the fly, and I couldn't do it. <laughs> Why? What happened to the fly? Did you toss it out? It's gone now, by the way. It fell. Ah. Oh, it did fall? Uh-huh. It, it was hanging by a thread. On a tree? Yeah. So it, it was hanging by a thread. That was what, Monday? Monday we went. Yeah. yeah. We had a good day, man. Right before that front was coming in. It was... Weird. Well, Monday it, is when we woke up with three inches of snow, right? Mm. No, no, Tuesday. Was that, that was Tuesday? Tuesday. Oh, okay. Yeah, this was right before that front was hitting. It was actually warm that yeah. day it until nice. it blew in that night. It was like upper 40s. It was a nice day. Comfortable, high sun all day. I mean, we had beautiful conditions for it. Yeah, man. I, I had a muskie on the bank by 9 in the morning. I mean, it was like right off the bat. We got there and boom, there's... You guys saw a couple others as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, we moved fish throughout the day. I mean, you stuck one right I, in the face. I bookend <laughs> right on the face. Right on the face. <laughs> I stuck one in the face with my rod, figure eight it into one's head. So what? I bookended the fish. You had the two in the middle. Mm-hmm. So we started morning off. No, I moved mine right after yours, that last one, up by the uh, down tree. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You hooked that one in. So... Morning started off, we walked down, and there's just a bunch of down trees. And Mark went right below the down trees, I went like right in the middle of them. And I was throwing a fly that looks just like this little weave hair minnow pattern. It's just long, slow strips, long, slow, boom, long, slow. Oh, there it is, there it is! Tightened up. Out of nowhere, man. And believe it or not, the fish had the... It was hooked, like, right outside of the mouth. Like, right here up in his cheek. But it had to have eaten that. It, the, the fly was off the bottom. You know, I, I didn't snag the fish. So it it is what it is. And then after that, Mark put that great hook or, uh, net job on it that we uh, we talked about with Scott. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was funny. And, uh, yeah, I had a little bit of a hike to get. No, not a hike, but... Get out the yeah, water, get all sprint. the way back around. <laughs> and then... Uh, he, he pulled my camera out. He's like, what's going on? And the pictures were all goofy looking. So some of the settings got bumped around while on the walk-in. So we changed the settings up a little bit, put the fish back in the net, got some good pictures of it. And, uh, yeah, like, eh, that's a lot better there. Then, uh, what, after that, we went for quite a while without seeing another fish. Actually, yeah. there's a picture of me looking while I was holding that fish for a picture. Another muskie jumped 
above the log jam. So, I was like, what the hell is that? We thought we were in, man. We thought we were like, it was going to be the moneymaker day. So, what well, we walked. And we, we had our ramen noodle lunch. We walked pretty far. We You moved that fish before the ramen. Yeah, we fished. Usually, I mean, we have our sections through there. We kind of just jump around to. I mean, we stopped and pounded every square inch of that. There was a spot you can throw a fly in. We stopped and put one in it. Maybe put two. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it got hit. It hit well. I mean, we even got out and moved to different areas and parked in different spots and came in different angles and fish spots that we hadn't previously. And found a couple good little areas to hit there, too. But you, you did a little research that day. You found a fish, and that's the one you poked in the face. Yep. And that came back around. That did. Um, yeah, I was like a kid in a candy store yesterday because I had your net. So I never go in there with a net, and it's like, okay, well... I get to fish areas that nor- can't normally get to or you won't hit because there's just nowhere to land a fish at. And Oh, no, go for it. I, w- I want to talk about the fish that I hooked, the second one. But Go but for after it. No, no, no. Keep, keep going on to yours. Okay. So after the whole day of fishing, we ended up going back up to the first hole that we had fished. And I was we throwing flies, throwing flies. And I was throwing this stupid-ass white weave hair fly that had like the bucktail on it, straight out, and then it was moving like a glide bait, like glide, and then it would dive nose down because I had sea eyes on it, and then glide and nose down. I was like, I don't really like how this is swimming, but it, but it's swimming good. And then pretty soon, I brought it right up, and a muskie was following it. I said, Mark, there's a muskie following it. So I bring the, the rod tip like straight to my feet and to my left. Like I made an L shape with to the left, and I and I'm only fishing eight foot three nine weight, so I only have so much rod to to move it, and the fish kind of followed it, and he made the L shape with it. I was like, oh, I ran out of rod room, so I picked the fly up and I slapped it on the water like past where uh, where I'd finished that L shape, and I brought it straight back in front of me, and the the, the freaking muskie was following it. It followed, followed, followed. Right in front of my feet, I saw it come up and go, suck my fly in, and I just do the straight up, boom. The fish comes up and it, like, gator rolls for a second, and then, boom, gone. So, that that was enough to get the blood pumping. Yeah, that was a, that was a cool experience there. Man, you get to see him. And did, did you have any other, all you could do is really trout set? Because you made a trout setting motion across from the table for that's me, and exact, I understand what like that's it, exactly it is, what it is. It is sometimes and there, I would have done it a hundred if I had that happen a hundred times. I would do that a hundred times. I probably should have went back into the fish, but if See, I do it, if I have it happen again, I'm gonna do the same thing. If if it's right there in front of me, I'm gonna do the same thing. And that's kind of one of the reasons I wanted you to hit on that before I did, is because right previous to that fish that I bumped in the head. It was, you know, super dark, and you just, you can't see nothing in the water there. Once, like, that sun kind of hits that right spot on the trees and it covers, it's just a dark green water that's straight off the bank deep. And I had an all-black fly on with uh, one of the Pacarini tails that was the black. So I see the flutter, and I'm like, there's a set of eyes behind that fly. And it's almost at the bank. When I say almost at the bank, it's still three foot off the bank. But you have overhanging trees. But so you're four yeah. feet up from and you're the... You're four <laughs> feet up, and you have three-foot overhanging trees. So I dance at one time, 
And doesn't a big freaking wiper come up and just suck this thing like an Adams right off the top. And where you're at there, I can't strip back to him because there's a stick coming up out and it's in between my line. So for me to do that, I would have to lift my rod tip out, go out around it, then come back in. Only thing I can do is trout set straight up and take that stick with me. Got a couple head shakes out of the fish, and then boom, spit the hook. I thought hybrid just stayed below dams. Huh? <laughs> Where he is there. That's his. That's his whole wintering in. home right there. Now that's that's pretty crazy. There's bonus fish, man. That would keep you uh, on edge. Well, keep it was attention. But five casts after that, as soon as the fly hits the water, barely get a strip in, and just. It was right on the bank pretty much on the opposite side of the creek. Everything just blows up, and I just start stripping as fast as I can until it gets tight. I knew he ate it. And he gets tight, and I just start reefing it because he's in the tree. Fish comes right out of the tree, perfect, turns up to the side. I'm like, oh, it's a muskie. (laughs) (laughs) Thought for sure it was that wiper again. I'm just like waiting for this thing to go blistering into this next log jam. It's like 10 yards upstream. So I got that and had your net, which was nice, so. Got him right in, got him right into the net, and it worked out good. So that was right after four. Worked my way down a little bit, buried another fly and lost it. Got right down to the end of where that log jam was, and right off the bank, maybe three foot, there's a log that comes up the hoy to the top of the water there. And I stripped the fly in, strip it up over the log, and there's only three foot of water. Just working my, my fish in January. Yeah. And there's only three foot of water in between that, so you like dance it real quick to pick it up. And doesn't this fish back up out of the water over the log, come in and like just blows up, busts me in the process of coming over, splashes all out of there. I'm like, you gotta be kidding. That thing was coming in hot. If there had been room to figure eight or do anything absolutely whatsoever with that fly, that was eating it. I mean, he was shaking going up over that log. I love that area. That's that's, that's, that's cool. so fishy. Mm-hmm. You you yeah. fish that area with me. Uh, it's just so Jay. riddled with down trees. Oh, yeah. You got to be careful stripping through it, but any spot a fish could come just firing up out of it. And they normally do. Yeah. I mean, you got eight, ten solid strips going over different openings in logs, and it's just, you're just waiting. When's one going to come? And then it pulls out right behind it real nice, and you know fish are sitting down in that pool. Oh, yeah. That's where I've been wading out to. And kind of getting close enough to hit the opposite bank and hasn't worked yet, but I know it's only a matter of time there. Like I told Mark, I had something happen. I was wading out on like a like a oh, big that's peninsula. A cool spot too. And there's trees everywhere and I cast right up into a down tree and I I stripped it back perfect. And I thought I hit the bank with my with my fly and made like a, a mud plume. I think it was a fish. Because I, I did that same cast like three more times and never got the same effect. So I think it was a fish. It It's so hard to tell. Ah, they're there, though. That's that's a good thing. You, when you're fishing, you want to be where you know they're at. You're waiting it's for just, one to turn on. Your water's just so <clears throat> dark, and it's just so little room to keep the fly down long enough to wait for one to come in. Oh, I'm sure it's... When they come in, they're usually right How much it. easier is it there now versus the month ago when... All the foliage was up. Oh, you don't even bother, but there's more trees keep falling in it, though, and it just keeps making it more difficult. Very tannic? Not even tannic, no. It's just dark. It's like a greenish-black water. 
But no, I wouldn't give it too much tan. Like, I mean, it'll get some brown, you know, from rain runoff, but it's just like a green black. And it holds a strong amount of fish. You guys are beating it up hard. Getting a little too cold for some boating, though, huh? It's getting there. I might try one more. I'm off this Saturday. I might try one more trip out in the boat. Yeah, it's supposed to warm up, though, this week a little bit, so won't be a 10-degree drop like it was in two days there, what, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, it was pretty wild to wake up to three inches of snow our first, really, more than a trace of snow days, so. And it was weird. Today was the, I think, the last day for the snow sticking around. Oh, yeah. Everything was melting off today. Yeah, well, if it's in the shade, it might keep us. One tree stand I was hunting, it had snow all week, like, the yeah. just... And I seen plenty of tracks in it, and I was hopeful. <laughs> but it's a lot of sitting, man, out there. Uh, the world's getting cold. That ground is freezing. I noticed I pulled in your yard there, and I don't think it. You know what I mean? You shouldn't I, say the world. You should say the northeast is getting cold, or the north. I said the ground, not the world. But yeah, I'm, our I'm parked is, up in my yard right now. Yeah, our ground's starting to freeze. Uh, that's gonna be the first thing that happens after that is creeks try to freeze like he mentioned this morning you know happening to him the ice flowing and uh, i seen a, f- a few ponds that held ice for like three days this week so definitely there's, got cold man. there's a big chunker on the pond across the street this morning oh that i seen some leaves Iceberg on this one pond. listen i seen some leaves on this pond and the only thing i could think of is i'll be on there next first the leaves then me Right? If the leaves could sit on there, I could get on there. Shit. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, nah, that, 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 just, just like most everybody in the world, don't you always see this post? Like, can't wait for ice fishing. It's like prime rut. Can't wait for ice fishing. Nobody ever wants to do what, what they're doing right now. Can't wait to go to Niagara. I can't wait. I, hell, yeah. st- still waiting for Niagara. You're missing all the good musky fishing. Yeah. Yeah, it's buck season. There's just a ton of do. I guess as an outdoorsman, as a sportsman, look how lucky we are. Yeah. The hardest decision is, what should I go? What catch? what now? <laughs> yeah. Well, what? Yeah, it. it it's, October on ah, is great. October, November. It's just an abundance. You could be a, a you know rabbit squirrel guy, pheasant. Uh, there's just a million things to do for you it, right shooting now. Shooting rabbit squirrels. That's awesome. <clears throat> shooting rabbits and squirrels is so much fun. He said I, rabid squirrels. Rabid squirrels. <laughs> I took my son on a walk in the woods today because in PA, there's no hunters on Sundays. I love it. Best best day to hunt over in PA, ain't it? So I took I got to take my son in a walk in the woods and not think twice about fucking up someone's hunt. Yeah. You know? Oh, that is a nice thing. And Don't that, roll your eyes at me. That's a nice thing. I uh I offered to take my boy because I put him on, got them the hunting license, and he was like, nah. I was like, hey, that's your choice. I was just going to go do me some of that, you know, some of the work I like to do, like a little bit of scout and maybe move a, a tree stand or something, but we'll get him out there. Just got to keep, be adamant. I ain't going to push him in anything, but hey, I hope I hope you can enjoy the outdoors because I find... Beat him into it like my dad did me. Come on. But, yeah, but look how much you like it. You don't like hunting. Oh, not, no, here. not hunting, <laughs> no, but the fishing stuff. There, I just think there's so many things to do in the out of doors. Oh, that better believe it. I... I just want my son to to love being outside. I don't care what his activity is. You know, I, I, we like fly fishing. 
if he enjoys mushroom hunting in the spring. Oh yeah, everybody's could be different. You know that that's something cool. Uh, whatever he wants to do, go, if he's a goddamn birder, that'd be cool also. You know, just as long as he's outside <laughs> and enjoying it. We're gonna we're gonna draw our line somewhere, Chad, and we're gonna start beating your child, whether your wife wants us to or not. He's gonna get beaten like we did. Get drug out there if he wants to sit and sleep in the car. He can't like I did. And this is the way it's gonna be. All right? And look how you turned out. I know. <laughs> I, now I fish. Okay. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know how it bad only it. Took, it only took 16 years of getting drug out there and sleeping in the fucking truck to finally get me to. All right. All right. Fuck it. I'm gonna that's, go out there. That's why Jason I'm just cut my losses. Now I'll stop falling in the fucking water. Jason got four years fishing experience out of the them 16. Yeah, that's about <laughs> it. Four years of fishing. Experience. <laughs> yeah. That that for me, I didn't really notice how you know I was deep deep into it till i took my brother-in-law and got him started into it and i'm like yeah i like i like to see that success and i'm like we're gonna go hard at it hard at it he went home and told my sister he's like he didn't take me to get no food all day <laughs> <laughs> we got it from you know crack ass of daylight all the way till dark and he's like it's like i was hungry I couldn't even get no food he told my sister that and i laugh my ass off <laughs> hey man that's so fucking hilarious they made I, I rolled i was like sean are you fucking like, you're a big dude. You ain't got a reserve up there? I was like, he's like, ah, oh, man, dude, you did too much walking. I was like, you're vag, but hey, he married my sister, so he's a pretty nice guy. So you gotta keep him around? Yeah. Yeah, nah. Hey, I take him some deer meat every once in a while if he don't hunt, and I'm like, buy that hunting license, bud, let's do it. And, he, and I'm just pushing him a little bit, so I know I gotta, gotta, gotta not be so, especially on kids. Kids don't like that shit. They ain't gonna go, if, you know, you, you make it. Not if it's fun. not fun. Exactly. You know? Yeah, we're lucky, Jason. We got the funnest sleeping on the bank. What we used to do, uh, knock trails down through eight-foot-tall cattails and have wars on logs and stuff and just run around. It was, it was beautiful. Uh, we're, we're uh, yeah, wrestling in the cattails and, uh, you know, WWE uh, off the top ropes, whoever got, off logs. Whoever got hit with a cattail, like when someone's swinging like a baseball bat and having it explode on your back. Oh, that's the greatest thing ever. Oh, it knocked the wind out of me, man. <laughs> like, yeah, it was a, the real corn dog, like on the end of oh, it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, hammered. You're, you're four or five you, years old. If you're Miles Rudolph and you think a steeler helmet hurts, uh, wait till you get hit with a corn dog. <laughs> corn dog off right a cat cold ass ear. <laughs> and your dad hooks a, a steel head and you get to reel it in and you're like, Oh, wow. They just is. yell when the fish is on. Yeah. You know when to come, right? Yeah. Back in the day, the most the most fun I can remember having in the outdoors that didn't involve fishing was rabbit hunting. On cold-ass days like this, you get to walk around in the woods and just kick every pile of brush you'd see. It was a Thanksgiving tradition for me for a long exactly. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah every no, Thanksgiving. We used to get uh, dogs and everything. And get yep, those fun. me too. See, I never got to do with dogs. Oh, I, basset hound. I was the dog. <laughs> There you go, Chad. I did plenty of dogging. Everybody yeah. had a bunch of beagles we used to take. Beagles were scary, man, because they were actually fast. Yeah, so you when don't they were spinning a, 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 a rabbit back around, oh, yeah. they usually weren't too far behind. Where like no, the basset yeah. hound, you pay attention. The basset hound, he he Worked. was never even close, but he was good. He was good at what he did. And he always brought the per, or the rabbit back, but it was he was a little further back. He never really got too scared to shoot Bert. He was a fat basset hound. His dick about drug on the ground. <laughs> It's I a good had dog though. It's kind of like me. Yeah. <laughs> First thing with dogs, you have to uh, like me. I didn't. I didn't get started on them. I was that guy. Like Chad said, go run around, kick as the most brush for oh, the yeah. most production. Well, he uh, 
my buddy got me into it, and he's like, dude, you're slow down. He's like, you're in a rush. He's like, you gotta wait. You gotta wait. Let the dog work. Let the dog work. And I'm like, dude, I'm eager to Fuck shoot that one. Dog. I yeah, I'm my, eager my to shoot one. My cousin was the same way. He would, the dog would start running one, and he'd be over there jumping brush piles, kicking out other ones. It's like, dude, no. Then he starts shooting, and the dogs would go all jacked up. And yeah, you, you definitely, if if you go there and it's you're you're fresh to it, that's your best because you don't you don't think you could do more than what they're telling you to do. That's the best thing. It's waiting. I know, guys. I do it with a twenty-two. Yeah. That would be fun. Like you know, you not a big hunting party. A couple guys go out with their dogs, but you wait on the right shot and cleanest headshot you're gonna get. Four ten, like encore. Them little handgun is the best for that. What is it? Still shot shell? Yeah, like shot shell, a, but it's short. Like yeah, a, and you just, just a pistol. Yeah. Yep, just like almost like a pistol. I got a pretty sweet. I think it's a Marlin four ten over and under. I haven't shot anything with it. I have an old <laughs> Savage over under. It's a a twenty gauge on bottom, a twenty two on top. That's like a youth. It's the, like a youth gun or something. No, is that it, what it's, it's a full grown adult gun. Huh. But it it's the best like small game gun you can have. Wait, I used what? to have one of those growing so up. So twenty two twenty. Twenty two twenty. Oh, that's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, I know that they made. Like two forty three twenties, and and that's like a that's still your deer all around gun. Yeah, man, you can put buckshot in the bottom and a two forty three up top. Yeah, that's no, they don't make those no more. Nah, <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a whole big well, party in a, in one gun. My old man used to work at the jail up in up in Erie, and everyone who worked at the jail got divorced. And when you get divorced, you need money, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> he used that. to buy guns off people all the time. So when you when you work at the jail, you get divorced? Is yeah, that? 100%. <laughs> That's when my mom and dad got divorced, when he was working at the jail. Don't work at the jail. That what yeah, you grew man. up wanting to not do? Exactly. I ain't going to work at the jail. Jails, I make, swear. Jails are weird, man. They're weird. Even <laughs> way weird when you got to sit inside that cell. <laughs> they're weird when you sit on the outside of the cell. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I've been in both, but uh, yeah, they're, they're no fun, man. Jails all around, no fun. <laughs> yeah, don't do it. <laughs> hey, I ain't been to real jail, just like county, you know, see your buddies <laughs> from high school. lock up. <laughs> yeah, see your buddies from high school for a couple minutes, eat a noodle sandwich, and get the shit out of there. <laughs> eat bottom ramen. Yeah, give a cup, give the guys your eggs and wish them luck. Like, you can have my breakfast, but I'm going home. I'll never see you again unless you were outside. Cornbread, ain't nothing wrong with that. Can I have your bread? Sure thing, boss. Yeah, me too, man. <laughs> me too. I'm not even saying it. <laughs> Jay's over here knocking on some wood. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, you, yeah, you wouldn't make it. Look at, look no, out. hell no. Look That's out. why do you think I've never gone? Look oh, how you, nice your haircut is. Yeah, damn right. I'd be like, oh, you'd be fresh fish, man. man. Yeah, yeah, somebody like, in there trying to wash your just, hair for you. I would just if if that situation ever arose, I'd be like, well, I'd just be like out, out there constantly with, dude, like really, cop, like, look at me, look at me. Oh, he'd want to send you to jail. He'd be the first one to sexually assault you. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even make it to the cell. Get ready, bud. He sexually assaulted. He turned his dash cam off. <laughs> yeah, they're never they're never going to believe you anyway, bud. That's what the cop will tell you. <laughs> you guys are messed up. And then you say that. <laughs> Look at the nose on that guy. Better <laughs> we could put that thing. Hey, tell you how check nice his Amazon. Is. Did he order two cock rings yet? 
<laughs> check his Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> Have we gone left enough? Are we done tonight? I think we're done. Have we been bought to you by Predator Fly Gear? You can find them at PredatorFlyGear.com. <laughs> check out Why Not Fishing. WhyNotFishing.com. Sims Fishing. Get your cold weather gear. SimsFishing.com. And Yeti coolers and Yeti products. Check them out. Yeti.com somewhere. Hey, A-Rex hooks, man. Take all of these musky flies that we've been talking about with Scott Grassy and put them on some goddamn A-Rex hooks. Or, or put some uh, bone... Bonefish hooks, or, you know, flies on, on the new saltwater hooks, right, Mark? Yeah, I tie all my musky flies on A-Rex hooks. Get them, urbanflycompany.com. Booyah. And good luck all you guys out there hitting it hard for the last little bit of the season. Keep grinding, because this is it for a little bit. Yeah, we got open water for a while, too, yet. Keystone Guide Service? Yeah. Scott Grassy. www.keystoneanglersguideservice.com. Check them out on Instagram, G Money. <laughs>